The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blades with Doc Thompson. At a time when we are divided, when Americans are divided like few times in American history, divided by all kinds of differences, differences in gender, role that people play when they are in power, the differences in race and religion. Differences in how people are treated based on those things. And so many people claiming that they are marginalized and segregated and separated. And we just need unity. You hear that claimed all the time. Why so much division? We need unity. Love, not hate. It's difficult to find. Difficult to find people who are actually doing that. I want to start with the story of unity, the story of racial harmony that I think at this time we really need. There's a website called Love What Matters. It's a blog. Okay. People can post stories. And Tracy Schmidley posted a story that has gone viral, a story of racial, human, uh, of racial harmony that I think more people need to hear. Think about the separations down on the border and how we're divided because of race over something that really doesn't have to do with race. People so want to bring race into everything, but Tracy Schmidley has an idea. It's not an idea she came up with. No. It's an idea that her kids came up with. Tracy posted on Love What Matters, I'm a mother to six children and a foster mother to more. Two of my children were adopted from foster care. My husband and I are both teachers and together we teach our children along with several of their friends out of our home. We're passionate about faith and education and adoption. We live in a rural area of Louisiana and the kids raise chickens, ducks, and guineas. We have a huge dining room table that is almost always full of people, which is just the way we think it should be. It's nice. It's Americana. Powerful. A few days ago, we surprised the kids with some ice cream to celebrate the end of a week of hard work. We always buy Blue Bell. And this time we chose the flavor The Great Divide, which has chocolate on one half and vanilla on the other half. My oldest son is 10 years old. He's a Talented academically and adores all subjects, but math and science are his favorites. He jokingly commented that the Great Divide flavor should be called the Civil War flavor. Because down the middle of the carton reminds him of the Mason-Dixon line. And the name reminds him of a time in history when our nation appeared to be irrevocably divided. He looked at our table and saw a mixture of both black and white people. Not divided on one side or another, like the ice cream, but gathered around the table together. What's, what's the minute? 
What's the matter? It's just ice cream. I'm sorry? It's just ice cream. You know, oh. Blue Bell was like, you know what? People like chocolate. People like vanilla. Maybe if we combine them both, they buy it, raise a little bit like $2 more. Boom. I don't know what you're saying here. I don't think Blue Bell in the, the back fa- room. The family is united. The ice cream is divided. It's ice cream. Is, is the ice cream united? No, it is not. There's a hard line dividing on one half. Yes, because that the means... The vanilla one half, the chocolate. Because that means <clears throat> half of it is chocolate and half of it is vanilla. Ice cream. It's just ice cream. Have we forgotten What's a, about ice cream? What are you... It's just it's something delicious. This is a nice eat. story. No, it is. The family gathered in harmony. Black faces and white faces. Not on one side or the other like the ice cream, the great divide. Nay, there was no great divide in their home, Chris. It's just You know, hang on. You're poo-pooing it and you need to let me finish the letter. (sighs) Okay, go ahead. He looked at our table and saw a mixture of both black and white people, not divided on one side or another like the ice cream, but gathered around the table together. Powerful, powerful. We had a lot of great discussions about... How, despite the division at the time in our country's history, how our very table located in the Deep South was was reflective of how we have come together as a people. I challenged the kids to come up with a different name that could capture the intent of the Bluebell ice cream, but would reflect the remarkable progress our country has made. So she come up with a new name because we're not divided. For the ice cream. Right, because... It's called the Great Divide, Chris. Yes. And we're not divided. Because we are united. The Great Divide of two awesome ice creams. She challenged the kids to come up with a different name that could capture the intent of Blue Bell ice cream, but would reflect the remarkable progress our country has made. Two of my sons, she writes, and one of their friends got to work. The intent of the ice cream is for you to put it in a bowl or in a cup. And boom, eat it. Two of my sons and one of their friends got to work. And within 20 minutes, they'd come up with a brilliant alternative name. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm ready. Better Together. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Better Together. Isn't it Better Together? No. Some people don't like chocolate ice cream. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just hold it right there, Mr. Racist. How is that racist? Some what, pe- what did you say? Some people do not like the you chocolate know, ice cream. You, some people don't like, don't meaning like. you dislike, meaning you hate? Uh, no, it's, I prefer the vanilla ice cream, not the chocolate ice cream. So when people buy that ice cream, it's for like maybe a house that is divided because one of them likes chocolate and one of them likes vanilla. Yes, and that's why she wants to change the name so people will not be divided in their house. It does A house divided is no. what you're talking about. We no, need a house united. It's just ice it's cream. It's like dog. George standing against George. It's just ice cream. Worlds are colliding, Chris. Is it like the black and white cookie? Perhaps. Perhaps. They changed the name of the ice cream to Better Together. And what does that what does that do for the world? What do you mean what does it do for the world? I don't think the world is looking to freaking blue bell on uniting people. And maybe it should. Why? Let me let me explain. Okay. These are young kids. 
Okay. You know you start with culture. You know you, you start do. with kids, right? Yes. So they grow up and they see that little subliminal better together, better together. Not the great divide keeping darkies on one side and crackers on the other. Which is essentially whoa, 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 whoa. what that means. No, it does not. It the means... great divide. No, Chris, it's in the name. Divide. Theirs is united. Better together. It's just ice cream. And the kids will see better together. And they'll go through their life. And then, and then, when the kids become adults. Okay. And they start voting. Mm-hmm. Those white kids won't vote for laws that enslave black kids. They won't vote for Donald Trump type characters. All that from ice cream. Yes, because if they don't, they're going to see the great divide. And those black, or those white kids are going to go up and say, hey, cops, you need to murder black people in whoa, the streets. Whoa, That's whoa, what whoa, 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 whoa. That's talking, what it teaches you. We're talking That's about what it teaches ice cream. Your, yes, How it's, the heck did it's you get culture. There? What do you mean it's culture? How did you get to killing cops? I mean, for cops killing people. How do, did you do get we have there? a problem with cops killing black uh, folks? No, we do not. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> we you're do denying not. these stories. Doc, Doc, wow. don't give me that. You, you know, know why that don't. is? Why? Because you grew up with the great divide. Actually, no, Perhaps if you grew up with better together, Chris, we'd be better together. I grew up with the the one that has the three ones, Steve. Oh, uh, plantains, bananas, and coconuts. Is that the... (laughs) (laughs) You were split into threes? Yeah, I was a Neapolitan. Oh, the Neapolitan, the chocolate, the vanilla, the strawberry. What does that tell me? Um, Who are the strawberry people? It's even more separated. The The Indians, the Indians. I I was told it was a gay. Let me ask you, was there a banana flavor in that Neapolitan? Yes. No, I mean of the three. Oh, no, You had chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. You had the black man, you had the white man, and you had the Indian. Where the hell were the... uh, The what? The Asians in there. I didn't know about the Asian people. Because you were divided even more. Anyways, good ice cream. my two sons and one of their friends got to work. And with 20 minutes, then 20 minutes, he'd come up with a brilliant alternative name. Minutes. Better together. One of the boys explained it well. Well, really, mom, for families that enjoy different favorite flavors, the flavors really are better together in one carton because everyone could be happy. He also explained how the new name reflects both our family and our country. That we really are better and stronger when we are together, not when we're in separate containers. See, Chris, so we're, we're containers in this country together. So in containers, then we are. The, we are in the container of America. Okay, he's got a melting pot. What ah, happened to the? Yeah, I was going to say, what happened to the pot? No, no, no pot. We're in the ice cream container of America. This <laughs> is the great ice cream container, and therein is contained all these flavors. It's not just some flavors, Chris. You go to other countries, you go to China, mm-hmm. it's all yellow ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's all a one container, one big damn Banana. container of a billion people of yellow ice cream. Mm. That's all I'm saying. In America, no. And we're better together okay. that way. She wrote some more. Of course. Many words. She said that, uh, uh, she said, so she had the uh, kids write a letter. To Bluebell Ice Cream with their suggestion. Oh, come on. And then one of their friends, Jaden, said that they should put it on Facebook. Oh, did she? Did she say that? <laughs> I think Jaden's a he. I is, think. That's a girl's name? I mean, that's a boy's name? I don't want to assume their gender, so whichever you pick is fine. Okay. Although, you didn't ask their... True. Their pronouns, their preferred did pronouns. Did it say that? Did it say that? Jaden suggested... 
<laughs> this woman didn't suggest it. Jaden suggested Jayden's, it. And do you know why Jaden suggested it? Why? Not not because it needed to go viral or for attention. Okay. No. Awareness? Jaden suggested. No, none of that. Not even that? See, you're, you're thinking wrong. You're thinking this is somehow about the typical Americana now of divide and we're outraged and you put everything. No. Jaden suggested I put it on Facebook mm-hmm. so his mother could see. His mother could see. So his mother could be able to see it. Because um, Jaden would, yeah, yeah, what's a. This is, you know, if Facebook's not the only communique between people. What? It's not the. You could, that same letter they wrote, you yeah. could just maybe, you know, hey, mom, read this letter too. You don't have to put it on Facebook. So you could have just talked to mom? You could talk to mom, read, have mom read the letter, have mom in the conversation, but like, hey, mom, what are mm. you doing? Stop watching, you know, Jerry, Jerry, come over. How do you know mom isn't in prison? Well, or on deep, vacation. It is the deep. South. And there would be no way to reach her in prison or vacation. You absolutely yeah. cannot. Come on, nobody in Louisiana is taking vacations. They're in hmm. vacation land. Jaden suggests that I put it on Facebook so his mother could see. Did he? I hope the post would get to Bluebell and the kids could learn more lessons about social media and the power of their voices. I thought this was not for that. No, that was Jaden's. She just hoped we get to vote, and the kids would learn. It wouldn't oh, be about the rest of America, no. you know. Gosh. But I never anticipated the reaction from the post she wrote. Really? Really? She's so woke, she did not realize that this post was going to be like... No. No, okay. she didn't know. Okay. People are sending us gorgeous photos of their diverse families and communities oh, from all over the world with the hashtag... Oh, there's a hashtag. Better together. Oh, this is so stupid. Have we gotten? Wait a minute. This is what? So stupid. I start off with a nice story no, about doc, unity and diversity thing. and acceptance and tolerance and love, Chris. Love. These are the people that get triggered love. for everything. They what? They get triggered for everything. No, it wasn't about that. And what was it about? They were not triggered. Were, are you kidding they me? They were not triggered at all. They, they said, that, let's come together. They saw that stupid Better together. They saw that ice cream. Like, ah! Better together. The Facebook post uh, has been liked about 25,000 times. Uh, 12,000 uh, shares. shares as of yesterday. So it's, uh, it's out there. And that's good because we are better together. Now, isn't that a nice story of no. unity and love? And no, because it's just ice cream. It's just ice cream. So I'm trying, I was trying to think of uh, you know, all the other places that uh, we need to contain stuff together now. Ooh. Oh, now, what do you got? Well, uh, Goobers, Hedler, Goobers, uh, Gobbers, whatever the um, um, peanut butter and jelly in the same container. Oh, Mr. yeah. So, what is that? Yeah. Is that something like Gobbers or something? Anyway, they had the right idea mm-hmm. many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. You got the brown people and the purple people living together. Right who are the there. purple people? What do you mean, who are the purple people? I would like to know who the, the black people. folk. <gasps> okay. Yeah, but did you remember the color purple? Yes, I do remember. What about black folk, wasn't it? Probably. Purple people, right? Okay. I thought it was like the Barney people, but okay. I don't know. Maybe it means something else. Maybe it's symbolism. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm being too literal. In, you know. What about the ketchup and mustard one? See, that's what I was going to next. Mm-hmm. How come ketchup and mustard are different? How come they're in different containers? Mm. How come you don't have split right down the middle, mm-hmm. so you squirt it out on your hot dog, and you get a row of ketchup and a row of mustard at the same time. Boom. What about mayonnaise and ketchup? Then you got the triple right there. Mm. Or, or with the mustard, if you mm-hmm. want all three on your hot uh, hamburger, or hot dog, whatever, or you could just do uh, ketchup and mayonnaise, 
or mustard and mayonnaise, and you get the relish or to see like four things in there. It's going to be a really big container, but mm-hmm. still, isn't it worth it, Chris? No. Because they're hashtag better together. No. Hash, you don't think they're better no. together? No, not everything is better together, Dr. Can you give me anything off the top of your head that is not better together? One thing, two things, anything two out things there together. that are absolutely not better together, because I think it's hashtag um, better together. Two things are not good together, like vinegar and oil. That's not good together. Well, it's salad. Vinegar yeah. and oil dressing, it's good. That stuff's uh, good. They don't mix, but they are yummy Fruit together. and vegetables, they're not good together. They may have some. Fruit salad? Fruit salad? No. What about that, Chris? Melons. What Ooh. about fruits? No, no. You Melons? Do, melon did not belong to fruit salad. See, you're just uh, you're just being a naysayer here. This is no, is a nice. You know, because if I want to have a, oh, this is so stupid. It's, it goes back over to the peanut butter. It goes back to the movies. Is is can we just enjoy life? What do, stop, what do you mean? Can we just stop? What looking for something out of nowhere? Can I just enjoy my stupid bluebell ice cream without thinking? Oh crap! This person wrote a post. This divide now I'm racist if I just eat the white one. So I must read. I must eat the black one too. Let me ask you something. I'm just going to throw this out there before we go to a break. Just a question. I just want you to be honest about this. Okay. Do you ever order chocolate ice cream? Yes. Do you order strawberry ice cream? No. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. America to be in separate containers. I want us to be contained together because hashtag better together. See, we had this conversation. Better together. We already had this conversation. Hmm. I got a good tweet if you'd like to know that I'm laughing. Yeah, we'll get some tweets. Hashtag what I learned today. Uh, First of all, I want want to mention one other thing about this letter. So she mentions that uh, she's a teacher and her husband's a teacher. Yes, they're both teachers. Yes. We're like 10 uh, kids. You know, when I go through this post, um, there's, there's some things there that I'm grammatically error i'm just saying uh, some, some things that would missing. be better some words that are unnecessary like i just uh, you go through the letter yourself but i'll give you one example and this is something i see all the time okay uh, she starts the post my name is tracy schmidley okay i'm a mother to blah 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 mm-hmm. see you just sign it that's why you sign at the end oh sincerely you tracy schmidley uh, my name is blah blah that's not what you, you you just start Talk, just not talk. How, that's not the format of a, of a letter or a post. Hmm. You just put just it. go out there. And there's just some other little nuggets in there that you'll see. But, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. I would. At least she's teaching her kids to be united, not divided. <laughs> All right. Hashtag what I learned today. Uh, you got some pretty good one. Like TJ Toppin saying, hashtag better together, Chris Brown and Rihanna. Uh, well, great performers, great performers. Maybe yeah. he's got something yeah. there. Maybe he's uh, got Dave L there. saying Doc Thompson and most co-hosts. Most some, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you got uh, 
Kinsey's saying, uh, tomatoes are fruit and it must have a special in any salad. Uh, I don't know. It must be a special? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. Oddly, Mm -hmm. liberals believe haters eat homo flavored ice cream. Homo flavored ice cream. What is the homo ice cream? Homogenized. Is that what he's going for? I guess. That's milk. Is the ice cream actually homogenized? I I don't know. I'm not this. Mm. I just, again, Mm. it's just ice cream. So you know what What? I do? Wait, what? It's just ice cream. I just put a scoop and eat it. That's it. I don't, there's no thinking. That's the end of your relationship with it? Yes. Very sad. Because he goes, ice cream, mouth, done. I'm seeing you as more of the problem, not the solution in today's world. I'm just saying. If it comes to the ice cream thing, yes. All right. Well, maybe if we look to culture a little bit more, be able to change this country. Folks, we're going to have to change this country together. One ice cream at a time. Without Chris Cruz. Oh, that's fine. He's part of the problem. <laughs> that's We're going to have to carry fine. him over the finish line of racial d- uh, uh, unity. <laughs> like, Not over racial segregation. We will have to pick you up and carry you over that finish line as we make this world better together. Get the tweets in hashtag what I learned today. Um, if you're struggling with your weight and you hear things like bluebell ice cream and this whole time you've been going. Oh, 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 oh. Slobber coming out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, maybe you try the Ridgey Zone. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. RidUZone.com is where you can get the RidUZone. It's waiting for you. It's cool tech that was developed uh, over the course of a couple years out of the University of California. And the folks at RidUZone, before it was even a company, said, we think we can bring this to market. We think we can actually sell this as a product um, because the researchers and that weren't able to do it. And we don't see that kind of thing as new technology. Because every time you say it, it's like, man, that is so weird to say new technology well it is yeah new science i guess you'd say maybe tech isn't the best but no, it's, it still fits it's new yeah it still fits still but new. it's just weird to say like new technology to lose weight yeah huh. right yeah it's based on uh, oea and what it does is this uh, molecule is in your body your body actually makes it it's in all kinds of things mediterranean diet it's really uh plentiful as well what it does is it makes you feel fuller. It naturally just makes you feel, tricks your brain into saying, no, no, you're full. You're cool, man. You're good. You're good to go. Gives you that full feeling. And then also it boosts your metabolism. So you're burning more. Two things that you absolutely want. I mean, this is something that you should at least try if you've been struggling with your weight. Give mm-hmm. it a shot. Give it a shot for a couple of months and see if it doesn't work for you. It works for lots of people. I don't think we've had any complaints. Anybody emailed us, this doesn't work. People around the office here, we've seen it work with people we know, our friends, um, Sarah Gonzalez, lots of people it works with. It's called RidUZone. Try it today. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. RidUZone.com. Don't forget the promo code DOC. Uh, You got Jimbo saying, look into the ice cream, DOC. Look to the ice cream. Right. I've been looking to the cookie. We we okay. With I'll racial give you harmony, you know the cookie, the cookie, the, the black, black and white, and white, white cookie. cookie. Har- racial mm-hmm. harmony, right there in that uh, in that dessert, in that confection. Uh, I want to ask you this because I just found out about bluebell when I moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. The C forty two is saying the bluebell is the salad bowl of ice cream. Uh, maybe, maybe it is. Yeah. I'm a Ben and Jerry guy. Um. Hmm. Wait a minute. Okay. We might have another problem. Okay. It's kind of on the, on the fence. I would say by itself it's not, but what with the racist ice cream flavor, the great divide, <laughs> I would think blue bell, mm-hmm. uh, blue bell, blue bell. Blue myself? No, I'm oh. saying it's right there. It is, <laughs> why not white bell? Why not brown bell? There's no blue people, though. It's okay. 
Excuse me? There's, there's one? no blue people, Doug. The blue man group? Yeah. Are they paint. people? You're saying those aren't people? It's paint. Oh, what? It's paint. How do you know they don't identify blue through and through? How about people that are just having a blue day? How about that? Those people. <laughs> what about that? Yeah. Okay. How do you know Rachel Dolezal right this moment is not having a blue day? You wouldn't know. Avatar? Avatar, Chris? Avatar. They're not real. It's a movie. And now it's a movie. It's oh, always been a movie. This is the problem. A pretty good this movie. This is the problem right here. Somebody tries to do something good, and here you are poo-pooing it. Typical. Get the uh, the tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. You got Stinky saying diarrhea number one, diarrhea number two. Not better together. Maybe we just move on. <laughs> How about better together? Shower chips and bad wine. Okay, there it is. You're right. I see somebody tweeting that. Lori D, that's right. That's good stuff right there. Those are boulder chips. Those are good, too. And then, come on, Chris. One scoop. Why not in this outfit so tight? Oh, it's the nurse's outfit. The nurse outfit comes out. Why? Why? Because it's better together. Is it? The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Mark Morano, author of The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Very good, Doc. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, there's uh, some good stuff in here. In fact, uh, Chris and I saw a headline this morning that says Antarctica is melting three times as fast as a decade ago. Yeah, that's one of the climate scams that they do. First of all, you notice they say decade. Antarctica has been going through all sorts of cycles. However, this study used climate models to estimate how much ice there is. And the United Nations even admits models don't even account for half the variability in nature. So they have a huge fudge factor. But more importantly, in the book, I go back to 1901, 1922, in the 1970s and and, then forward, they've had the same exact scares about Antarctica, recycled over and over about how it's going to flood Europe, flood the United States, and they just keep recycling them about what could, might, may happen in the future. The reality is a NASA study showed two years ago and a new NASA study coming out to reaffirm that as a whole, Antarctica is actually gaining ice. And the irony is they originally said Antarctica was going to lose ice due to global warming. And then when they came out and saw it gaining ice, they said, oh, well, that's actually what's going to happen. Global warming will make Antarctica at least gain the sea ice portion, not the land ice. And now they're saying, well, it's losing ice. But they can't keep their story straight, and it's literally a recycled scare over and over. Bottom line is Antarctica as a whole actually gaining ice, according to NASA, and contributing to a sea level lowering. Sea level has been lowering due to Antarctica's gaining of overall ice. Do you hear what's going on here? Do you hear? (laughs) Yeah. A couple couple of things. We're going to be overrun by ice. Yep. Right? right. A second second ice age. Is that what you're saying, Mark? Well, actually, that's a separate story. There's actually solar scientists, and particularly the Russian National Academy of Scientists. Yes, Russian collusion, who claim that... (laughs) 
<laughs> who claim that sunspot activity is now at mm-hmm. centuries low, and there's a worry that you know we are facing you know at least decades of a cooling due to low sunspot activity. Depends on how long it lasts. But carbon dioxide, by the way, is not the control knob of the climate. That's the message I scream from the book with Nobel Prize-winning scientists former UN scientists. There are hundreds of factors that influence our climate. We do not control the climate with our SUVs or our coal plants. That is, and, and believing that the EPA or UN can control the climate or storms is believing in medieval witchcraft. You know, we had, they used to blame witches for bad weather and for crop failure. Now they blame our cars. That's how, how insane this has become. Do you notice how many times he is referenced, like, back 100 years yeah. ago? He's stuck in the past. He, he denies right. modern science. He doesn't know That's about the Jews having that weather machine. That's right, all of that. Yeah. That's what we're hearing, Mark. Well, here's the thing. When you open up the show by saying that decade, what they do, and this is their insidious tactic, They'll say it's worse than we thought, global warming. It's like, how could it be worse? Sea level's not accelerating, according to tide gauges. Polar bears are at or near record numbers. Global temperature, the hottest year scam is that the temperature is in a, in a, in a, a pause or a uh, hiatus. What they'll say is, oh, it's the hottest year on record. Yeah, it's within hundreds of a degree of the last time you declared a hottest year, two years ago or five years ago. And you realize these are well within the margin of error, these claims. And then you go through all the other data, hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, droughts, either on no trend or declining trend. But they say it's worse than we thought. How do they make that claim? By be simply because they make predictions of the future much worse than they were two or five years ago. And they get short time scales. Well, the last three years, this has increased X amount. Therefore, in 100 years, we expect X, Y, Z. When current reality fails to alarm, make scarier and scarier predictions of the future. The other thing they do is make opposite predictions. You want, to, you want to be the hero after the Super Bowl? Predict both teams will win. They've done that in the global warming science community. They predict more snow, less snow. More hurricanes, less hurricanes. More malaria, less malaria. More fog, less fog. And in the book, I have a whole chapter detailing the opposite predictions. So they're literally covered no matter what happens. They say, we predicted it. You know, they're a friend of mine many, many years ago. I worked with in radio. And this is pre-internet had this, uh, this money-making scheme, and it worked wonderfully for him. And what he did, <laughs> remember, remember the 900 numbers? Call 900, yes, yes, you get jokes yes. or whatever. He had one that was uh, sports picks. Okay. And literally, he would pick both teams. <laughs> <laughs> he would do this. He would offer one group of people, whatever teams, whatever, wanted, and yeah. another one, uh, another team. Yeah. Half the people would get one team would win, half would get the other. Well, the half that lost are like, this is a scam, they'd never call back. The half that won were like, holy crap, this Let's guy's got back. something. And He's they would genius. do it again. And they would <laughs> proselytize and evangelize and bring other people in. And then he would offer the same thing to them. Half would be wrong, <laughs> half would be right. And those half would just keep, it, it just kept going. Awesome. He was always going to be right and always had the money. And he charged now, him. imagine, it's exactly what they do. Imagine that with a PhD. <laughs> Obama's energy secretary was uh, Stephen Chu at one point. He actually said, for the first time in history, we know what the world will be like 100 years from now due to global warming. Huh. I mean, that's reaching the level of your television psychic or your boardwalk palm reader when they get to that level. They actually think that they can now predict the future 100 years ago when we previously couldn't. And then they want to base policy decisions on it. And oddly, here's a key thing. Oddly, the previous environmental scares of the 1960s and 70s, overpopulation, global cooling, resource scarcity, coming famine, we're all going to die, deforestation, 
all those previous scares had the same exact proposed solutions, global governance, central planning, and wealth redistribution. So it's kind of odd. Global warming is but merely the latest environmental scare that they plugged into that model. And the UN is on record for two things. The head of the climate panel said, global warming is my religion. And other top UN officials have actually said, we don't even expect climate policy to have anything to do with climate or environment. This is how we will redistribute wealth by climate policy. And that's an exact quote. So you realize this is way beyond any science agenda. And it, and it has to be because they can't be any more anti-science in the way they go about it. Just like your friend predicting both sports teams to win. They've literally done that with the climate. And, and I have a whole chapter devoted to that on how they predict both options. It's funny you mentioned the religion too, because probably 10, 12, 15 years ago, I started calling it a religion. Long before you had a lot of people, and that's really what it is. They expect you to believe something um, like faith that with no proof, right? And they offer conflicting information, and it's just no, just believe it because we said. Even when it's wrong, it doesn't matter. What they've done is they've removed, I hate to say the word idiot, but any idiot can argue on the side of man made dangerous global warming for a simple reason. It's like these old dentist ads for the 70s and 80s. Four out of five dentists recommend this. Or recommend benzene gum. What they've done is they've said 97% of scientists agree. So now the lowly third grader or a, um, uh, any environmental activist on the street or politician, they don't have to read science, peer-reviewed papers. You don't have to understand carbon dioxide. By the way, humans inhale oxygen. We exhale carbon dioxide. And for the first time, the U.S. government under... Uh, President Obama declared carbon dioxide a toxic pollutant that you could regulate under the Clean Air Act, what humans exhale. Right. But, uh, but essentially, what they've done is they've, they, by having this 97% consensus, which, by the way, in the book I show, top UN scientists actually came out and studied it and said it was literally pulled from thin air. One of the studies is only 77 anonymous scientists. So 97% of scientists wasn't even 97 scientists. And the 77 <laughs> scientists it was based on... They were anonymous. We don't know their names or affiliations, but trust them, it's 97%. So what they've done is by saying 97%, they've intimidated and bullied everyone into silence because who are you to go up against 97% of scientists? And the people making the claim, whether it's Senator Whitehouse from Rhode Island, etc., don't have to know a darn thing about science. All they have to do is just repeat that line and bully you and intimidate you that somehow you're a scientific rube because you're against all the scientists. Uh, I fill in regularly for um, our boss, Glenn Beck, on his radio show. And years before I worked for him, I had filled in for him. And one day I noticed that one of my shows, the show that I did on his because it was on a bigger platform, got picked up and I got a page on Media Matters. Ooh, and then I noticed oh, they followed other ones. And it was it was such a wonderful like moment. And Mark, <laughs> it has to be the same for you when the Daily Cause called you... Uh, Evil personified. <laughs> yes, they, they, they have gone after me. And I actually, in the, uh, I have a bonus chapter that has all the, the threats, intimidation, bullies, the hate mail I've received. And actually, speaking of uh, media matters, I was one of their, a few years back, their 2000, I think it was 2012, climate misinformer of the year. And it was touted by no less than Al Gore, the former <laughs> vice president. So, so yes, I've been honored I'm by so that, jealous that, that Soros-funded group. Yes, I'm so jealous of you. And you also have wanted posters. <laughs> yeah, I see the wanted poster from Paris, the uh, 2015 UN Climate Summit. Explain what happened there. Yeah, actually, that's when I, before the book, The Politically Incorrect Guy to Climate Change, I did a movie called Climate Hustle two years ago. And they, we had the premiere in Paris during this big, vaunted, you know, UN climate summit. 
the morning of the premiere, I woke up all over Paris. They had plastered photos of me, a local environmental group, saying wanted Mark Morano for being a, quote, criminal de climate. And it means climate <laughs> criminal. de climate? Yeah, criminal <laughs> de climate. And previously, the New York Times had not covered my movie premiere. We had it in an old art house theater there. And then the New York Times picked it up because they were all excited that I was wanted for a climate criminal. And then the police had to come to the movie premiere because the protesters came and descended on it. They shut us down for about 20 minutes so the police could clear out all the protesters. So this is and that was a very serious thing in the sense that those posters, the the same group went after an Australian energy CEO. And he actually ended up going home to Australia because he was afraid for his personal safety. They, They play rough with this stuff. And I actually you mentioned earlier about religion. There are scientists from Georgia Institute of Technology, Dr. Judith Curry. She actually, when she became a skeptic after reviewing the evidence, she switched sides and became on, you know, a climate skeptic, fully climate skeptic. She was declared a, quote, heretic in scientific American ah. publication. These are the words of religion, not science. So even the scientists who, who dissent are called heretics. And, and that's how religion has, you know, has taken over this and how they treat this as a religion. Oh, wow. That's crazy. All right. So you had an opportunity to meet Al Gore one time. Was that on a plane? You know, interestingly, that was actually, I've met Al Gore uh, several times, but one of them was on an airplane coming home from a UN climate summit in Bali, Indonesia. I remember it well because I was working for the United States Senate Environment and Public Works. And my ticket was about $16,000 round trip business class paid for by the u.s taxpayer al gore was in the same section as i was and i and i went up and and this is when i was working for senator inhofe from oklahoma and i went up and wanted to have a picture he was lining himself up taking pictures with all the u.n climate activists who were all excited al gore and he and i told him who i was he recognized me he had just been at our hearing earlier that year uh where inhofe challenged him to live within the same average electricity use as other americans (laughs) that's right that was horror of horrors to al gore who was at that time leading about 10 times the average American. And then, and then 20, 10 years later, a sequel comes out. He's 20 times. So he learned his lesson. He doubled his electrical <laughs> output. But Al Gore refused to have his picture taken with me, said we attack him all the time, ended the, ended the whole photo shoot for everyone else. I felt like the spoiler. And he left. And then years later, I ran into him again and presented him a copy of my film, Climate Hustle. And I believe that picture's in the book as well, where you can see the horror of his aide next to him as she looks at the cover of the movie poster. And Al Gore refused to take it and continued walking. And then, by the way, walked into a waiting SUV as he lectured <laughs> us about biking to work and taking city transit and, and bathing together to save our carbon footprints. Was that, was that wind-powered uh, SUV? Is that what that was? <laughs> right. Did have a windmill on top? So yeah. let, me, let me ask you this, the, the psyche behind this, okay? Because I've studied this for years and tried to understand it. I know there is one portion of people that buy into this stuff that buy into it because of the emotional factor, right? Or, and, and they're misinformed. They believe these 97% yeah. of science is there's settled. true believers. Right, there's true, believers. true believers. And, yeah. and I actually feel kind of sorry for them. I mean, they want to believe, they've bought into it, whatever. But, Mark, there has to be a percentage of these people that, that are knowingly misleading, and Al has to be one of those people. Yes, in the way you could look at that, people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you just got to look. When they, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I have this in the book, 
gave a message from the governor's mansion about air drying your clothes in order to lower your carbon footprint. He did this to all fellow Californians on Earth Day. This is a guy who made a hum- Humvees famous, who flew on his private jet daily to the uh, governor's mansion because he didn't want to live in the, you know, the governor's digs. That was a step down for him. So he, he flew, commuted by private jet. When you see that, when you see Leonardo DiCaprio selected as a U.N. spokesman and a climate activist fly around halfway around the world to receive an environmental award, actually announce, I will fly anywhere in the world to fight to, to, in order to raise awareness about global warming, missing the irony of flying around. When you see that kind of behavior, you realize these people aren't serious because if they were serious, people like Ed Bagley Jr., you could argue, are serious. He's the actor who you know, lives a life of privation in order to make his point that we need to do with less. But you cannot take them seriously, Al Gore, all these celebrities, because they, don't, they themselves aren't doing what they're preaching to others. And Al Gore and Leonardo DiCaprio came out in the 2000, I think it was 2008, Academy Awards when Al Gore won the Oscar, or maybe it was the year after he won the Oscar, and they actually flashed on the screen, use public transit and all these other green tips. <laughs> and, and I love that time because Charles Krautheimer wrote at the time that uh, this, to, this was to a, preaching to a crowd who considered mass transit riding in a stretch limousine. And when was the last time either one of these guys was on a city bus? But they're preaching that to everyone else. And that's, I go in depth about that in the book. It's one set of standards for the ruling class and the rest they want to have sort of, it's sort of like they consider them the masses. And they have all these restrictions, regulations, high energy costs, all to allegedly fight global warming. And then once you look into it, UN treaties, EPA, climate regulations, they wouldn't even impact global CO2 levels. And, they wouldn't, and, and they, there's no way they could possibly impact storms or weather, even if you believe their science. Even the UN admits that, that over a 100-year time scale, this is purely symbolic. You won't even be able to recognize the difference in temperature if you accept their science, which is nonsense to begin with. So it's all symbolic, but they make you out to be an evil denier if you don't go along with their solutions and quotes. So for that ruling class, the Al Gores, is it just about the money? I mean, is it a hustle? Is it like my buddy with the sports teams? Or is it control, ultimate progressive control? Is it both? Well, it's both. I mean, when you have what's funny is these Hollywood celebrities who, and I detail this in the book, they'll, they'll live in multiple mansions, have homes all over, private jets. Uh, they work in the movie industry, which is one of the most environmentally destructive industries. They, you know, you know, they fly around, destroy beaches. In the case of Leonardo DiCaprio, they, they set up sets to take them down. And what they've done is then they'll show up at a movie premiere in an electric car and everyone applauds like, oh, look, they're driving an electric car. They're so environmentally conscious as they, you know, as they have these multiple mansions that no one lives in and, and they're heating it in. So you have that angle. But then you ultimately have, and I interviewed Vaclav Klaus, the former Czech president here who grew up under communism and, and was one of the first, I think it was the first or second leader after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh, in the Eastern Bloc. And he says the greatest threat to individual freedom today is what he calls the central planner's ambitious environmentalism. And he directly compares what the United Nations agenda is and this green agenda is and the control over our life from every aspect of our life, from our appliances to our meat eating, to our agriculture, to our transportation, to our homes, to our 
national sovereignty. And he says that is the greatest threat that we face. And he goes in great detail, the comparisons between the central panners of the old Eastern Bloc and the modern equivalent of what we have today. And everything from we need a CO2 budget for every man, woman and child from Berlin to Beijing. Oddly enough, that's what the German, the German climate advisor, Hans Schulenhuber, actually said. Berlin to Beijing, a choice of odd cities when you're talking about centralized transformation. I interviewed the UN climate chief. She said that we need a centralized, the UN seeks a quote, centralized transformation that will make life on planet Earth very different for everyone uh, in order to fight global warming. That is the agenda. And they want to do wealth redistribution, global governance, centralized transformation. And it's the same solutions they were proposing 40 years ago that that nut Obama science czar John Holdren, who wanted to add, uh, 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 what do they call it? family planning fertility, uh, fertility drugs into their, our drinking water yeah. in order to make people not be able to reproduce. These were some of the monstrous uh-huh. ideas, which, by the way, Johnny Carson was tickled pink to have John Holdren on several times a year for over a decade. And John Holdren was always the same, predicting we'd run out of oil in 1980, uh, within a decade, all kinds of nonsense, if the famines and all that. Yeah, they're never... That. But they're they're never held accountable, and that's part of the key. That's never, one of the fact, things I I love in the book, by the way. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun and a lot of good information, Mark. We got to get you back on another time. But what we'll do is we'll tweet out a link to it. Okay. Thank you very much, Doc. Appreciate it. Yeah, global warming created Hitler. Global warming saved Hitler. That's in the book. No parent should be without this book. Your kids are being indoctrinated. So thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We'll, we'll go ahead and post it. Mark Morano, the politically incorrect guide to climate change. Back in a moment with more. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, a lot of people learning stuff. Mark's awesome. We used to hang out with him sometimes. Yeah. I want to hang with a person that is wanted by the climate change people. Dude, oh, I meant to tell him to him. He's so, so many things we could talk to him about. Oh, yeah. We, if he hasn't done it already, we got to hit and uh, tell Science him. Science March? No, he's got to do T-shirts that say criminal de climate. Yeah. Is that what it was? Is that what he's, <laughs> yes. Whatever it was. That, yes. And yes. Do, just do T-shirts. Yes. That'd be awesome. Yes. You got a good logo? Like yes. You're a, Climate criminal? Yep. Just uh, you could do both. Do it in English too. Is awesome. Climate criminal. Yeah. <gasps> okay, edit that out. We need to sell those shirts. <laughs> you got. I'm Corbin saying Al Gore is the Joel Osteen of the Church of Climate Change. Am I right? It is. No, seriously. You know some of those guys. Listen, I don't know if Joel's sincere or not. I don't know if Creflo Dollar is sincere Who? or not. Creflo Dollar. I don't know who that is. Oh, it was one of those uh, televangelists. His last name is Dollar? Yeah. Oh, he's shady. I, just hey. go ahead and watch him. I don't know which ones are, <laughs> but I know some of them are. So I'm going to give you that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. I'd rather be a climate heretic than a climate lunatic. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. You know, if you're very concerned about the climate, then you don't want to order Tack Pack. Oh, you don't? Do Wait, not what? do this. If you are a super greenie and you wring your hands and, oh, we're going to die, mm-hmm. and you, uh, don't order Tack Pack. Do not do it. If you're normal, order Tack Pack. The website is tackpack.com, T-A-C-P-A-C-K.com. It's tactical. It's a package. It's a monthly package that you order. It's a subscription. So every month they send you the package. It's only about $49.95 a month. 
and you get a new package every month. You could stop anytime you want. There's no contract or anything like that. But the pack is filled with different tactical gear. It could be gloves. It could be a part that fits on your gun. It could be a knife. All kinds of stuff. It could be a flashlight. It's all good, and the value is always a minimum of $100. This month's coming up in July is $130. Last month's was $205. Which is, so I'm going to tell you guys, if you're complaining why you haven't gotten your boxes, because they had a little mistake. There were so many orders. They had to separate in different batch. There's six batch gone out already. They have four more batch to go. Please don't worry. Your box your batch is, is coming. Your June one it is, is coming. coming. They'll once it's on the mail, they'll send you tracking. But they want to apologize. They did not expect this. So thank you for yeah. They they did great last month. Yeah. It's coming. Um, but this is part of their customer service too. Yeah. They they even told us put it in the commercial. Let people know it's coming. If you call them or email, they'll tell you the same thing. Don't worry. It's coming. Without question, it's going to work for you. Go to tackpack.com. Sign up. Um, next month, there's a never-seen-before blade from SOG oh, Tactical. Come on. Which is awesome. And it's a range kit. So a, yeah, this is best just, range kit ever, they say. And this is gonna, you're going to use this every time you go to the range. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and they have other grab bags and type stuff yeah. that are cool at TACPAC as well. TACPAC.com. You got TJ Toppin saying a libertarian and a Republican Party better together. Libertarian and Republican Party. By the way, you see all the people that are crazy against Trump now, people that are bailing on the Republican Party and whatever. Why? Because it's not the Republican Party. They know and blah, blah, blah. Oh, when you look at who they supported. Thank you. Go back. In fact, I can't remember who just said he bailed again. There's somebody else. He was part of the Bush administration and supported John McCain. And there, these there it is. They are the progressive Republicans that are bailing. Yep. And that's fine. You know what? I would rather lose and know I'm doing and sticking to the right things. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. The collision of common sense and comedy. the collision of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Thank God. Thank God. Finally some good. Finally some, It's over. What's over? It's all. What has consumed the news cycle for a week or so? Oh, those kids down at the border. Separating families. Yeah. yeah. Families being separated, and thank God it's over. President Trump okay. signed an executive order. We will no longer separate families. Nope. It's over. It's all good. It's Sorry. all gravy. No, it's doc. like uh, better together. It's <laughs> No, nothing's changed. But he signed an executive order. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Nothing has changed. All right, let's go through this then, because I think you're wrong. Okay. President Trump signed an executive order stopping the policy of separating children from their parents when they're detained illegally for crossing the border. So he had a zero tolerance policy. Yes. And the zero tolerance policy was if you come across the border, we will criminally prosecute all adults. Good. Good. His executive order didn't change that. No. It just said we're not going to separate the kids. So we're still going to prosecute them as felonies. Yeah, criminal prosecutions. So. Okay. 
So that part didn't change. Um, but they just won't separate any no. kids. No, they're still going to be charged. And Wait a minute. That's all kids? What do you mean? Well, we already have 2,000 kids. They've yes, already, quote unquote, yeah. separated. Yeah. But the other ones coming forward. So we still got 2,000 that have separated. been separated. Those will not be reunited. Not anytime soon. No, they're they're working yet. on a plan. So yes. that doesn't change. No. <clears throat> ah, ah, aha. You got it? There's 10,000 plus other kids that came by themselves having already been separated from their parents. So his executive order no. doesn't really. No, it doesn't do anything because they came separated. So there's still 12,000 yes. plus that are. Yes, they're still separated. And, oh, oh. What? Tens of thousands of kids. Okay. That have been separated from their parents that have placed in foster care all over the country no. during the last couple because no. they're not reunited no. with their... They're, they're still separated from their... And still in foster care. Well, okay. But at least this uh, solves our long-running immigration no, troubles of... No, no, Border security Like and you said, legal people are still going to be prosecuted. All of the, the illegals f- that are... Yeah, here. that are coming here illegally. Oh. All they're going to do is say, you know, when, back in the day, you know, two days ago, they separate them. Hmm. Hey, you're going to be charged, but now it's more like, hey, we'll just charge you as a family. Better together, Doc. Wow. Better together. Better together, I guess. That's, uh, wow, so the executive order. That's a waste of time. Didn't do a whole lot, did it? Yeah. Oh, I know. I got it. I got the good it's going to do here. Okay. I got it. Mm -hmm. And this is sad that we also have to include this, but politically speaking, the Republicans will ride a red wave in the fall because people go, look. They're united families, right? They're going to look great. Mm, no. Because no, you know. No, Republicans hate brown people. Oh, that's not going to be good for no. them then. No. Okay. <laughs> Didn't really do a whole lot. It did, did it? not huh. do anything. <clears throat> okay. Because even the people that wanted Ob- uh, Trump to do something, they're still not happy that he did something. Well, yeah, because you got like um, Nancy Pelosi who's saying uh, this just uh, makes it even worse. Yeah. And Southern Poverty Law Center said it didn't go far enough. So what the admin this is their quote, the administration still plans to criminalize families, including children. See, because the president is still going to have a zero tolerance policy and prosecute, criminally prosecute mm-hmm. those people, they're just not separating families. Yes. So they're just going to leave the kids while mom and dad wait yes. for prosecute. criminal prosecutions. Yes. yes. <clears throat> so now he said we're criminalizing families. And, you know, they're incarcerating families now, Chris. Now now it was kids. Now it's just full families incarceration. See, the law is kids cannot be incarcerated the same way adults. First of all, they cannot. These are many laws over the years, Supreme Court rulings, federal judge rulements. I mean, over the years. And basically, it's this. You pick up a kid. Okay. um, And whose parent is illegal, whatever. You cannot house a kid criminally. No. You can't do that. Because it's a kid, even for immigration mm-hmm. issue, that you can a parent. You can't do it. They're separate. Number two, you cannot put them in a federal detention center that, that would be acceptable for an adult. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what it means is you must have a different detention center. Yes. Making it um, less of an adult detention center. So mm-hmm. what you're going to do is keep the kids in the detention centers that were acceptable under the law and now just put the parents with them. You see okay, that? Yeah. You take the parents out of the other federal 
prisons and detention centers and put them with one of these. Number two, the kids can only be there during for a limited period of time. Yes. <clears throat> so the Trump administration with this policy, the fix, the executive order is they must keep the parents in these lesser prisons or detention centers with the kids and the kids can only be in there in a while so they have to amp up their pro the their processing. Um, the processing mm-hmm. of it so that's where we're at <clears throat> so you just make it a little bit more difficult to a little deal more with difficult this. more costly yes and um the parents will not be in the same type of prison anymore they'll no. be with the kids mm-hmm. You would think the left would at least say, good, we're not separating them. Nope, nope, didn't go far enough. Now you're criminalizing families. So their only solution is let them go. Of course, it open borders. Let them go. Yeah. But Nancy Pelosi doesn't have the guts to come out and say, open the border. I think if she says that, she would gain more political power. But they're so scared of saying that. I would at least respect them more yes. for being honest. Yes. I mean, Bernie Sanders... The guy's a socialist. At least he says it. Yeah. He doesn't hide it like the others do. Yeah. You got two types. The socialists that hide it because they know it's not as palatable. And then the people who, um, uh, for political reasons, uh, kind of walk the line. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they do it maybe even for, it's like the, the Al Gore climate. He knows the truth. Yeah. He's just using it to get rich. Is, is what they call themselves the... Uh, the democratic socialists. Right, exactly. Now, it's possible that Trump's plan could actually make things worse. <laughs> the new one? Yes, the new executive order. <laughs> of course. See, the previous class action settlement set policies for the treatment and release of minors that were caught at the border like this. Families can only be detained for 20 days. Okay. That will not change because that's law. Mm-hmm. He, that's, that's not a policy thing. So they got 20 days. More expensive. They got to get more people to process them. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, I guess you got to cut them loose. Yeah, that's my next question. So the 20 days is up. Do we just let them go? They would have to. Mm. Unless they can find some other legal loophole. Loophole, yeah. It's let them go. Wow. So Trump's order will create a fresh set of problems because we also don't know what happens if there's no change to the law that he's been working with Congress. So right now, it's, I guess, let him go. We don't know fully what they would do. We're speculating on that. Number two, if there's no change to the law, what will they do in the future? And, of course, the government can still separate children. I mean, even within his executive order, unless he signs a new order, the law changes because... You can still separate kids if it's the best for the child's welfare. There's that loophole. Or if the parent goes to prison. What happens if this parent, okay, we got him under here for an immigration violation. Mm -hmm. All right, they're with the kids, right? Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Cruz. Um, Turns out you're a felon. Oh, oh, I forgot. Flee in the law, back to the prison. Oh. What happens to the kid? Or we find out that we have uh, reason to believe that you are a murderer, so we're going to prosecute you. Mm. <clears throat> Still be yep, separated. found guilty. Separated. They can also separate kids if um, the kid is a flight risk mm. or a danger to themselves or others mm. or if the parent does not wish the child to be released. Okay. All of There are all kinds of exceptions to this. And a lot of these, like the child's a danger to themselves. Mm. Um. Who determines and what is the process? All gray areas proving once again 
that the solution to all of this is to actually come up with a brand new plan. All of these are still Band-Aid fixes. Little adjustments, little tweaks, little changes to these things to try to solve some past problem that was created by the last Band-Aid. We have now reached critical mass with the number of holes in the boat and Band-Aids covering them. It's broken. It's completely lost. And... It is being utilized, sadly, just to get reelected. That's it. It's a political gainer or you lose points if you don't support. The solution is, and we've learned this over the years, if there is a law, if you create a law, there's exceptions to the law. So you create another law, there's exceptions to that. Everything you do, there is an exception to. And the more they try, they they stupidly and arrogantly believe they could just create a law that'll address that. And it's not, which is part of the reason we have the court system. Anyway, the solution is, are you ready? Go for it. Fewer, smarter laws. Okay. And proper execution and enforcement of those laws. I agree. We could keep this all pretty simple. Number one, divide these issues up. The issue of children and families being separated. In other words, people coming to the border and asylum seekers and refugees or people just sneaking across the border. Separate that from the illegals that are already here. Separate that from MS-13. Separate that from border security. Separate that from the legal immigration system. Separate that from DACA. All of these are different things. And I've got three main areas with some sub areas. Number one, secure the border. I know there are questions about how to do that effectively, efficiently, but secure the border. That has nothing to do with the illegals that are already here doing doing jobs that Americans should be doing. Separate issue. Number two, reform the legal immigration system. Make it cheaper streamline the system doesn't have to be easier you could still make sure people are serious about coming to america they'll work for it fine but make it cheaper and make it easier to understand and as part of the legal the reforming the legal system let's deal with those visas for immigrant workers what do you what do we want out of this what's the answer number two let's deal with the people who overstay their visas and at this point as much as I hate big government intrusion in our lives and I, I value privacy, mm-hmm. uh, chip them. Chip them? Chip them. Put, like the micro, put a tracking chip on them. Why? Then you know if they overstay their visa. You mm-hmm. go and round them the hell up. I know that's extreme. Very extreme. But I, that's on the table. I, I, I'm willing to entertain that. Okay. And remember, I am the rabid oh yeah you are libertarian uh, libertarian about this stuff but you know what you're not americans yet wow does the chip you want you want huh does the chip come off once you become if you're here to be an american well are they hot Eh, some of them yeah then okay okay no i'm serious about this maybe that is extreme and maybe that's not the answer Mm -hmm. but i'm willing to entertain it if you can't come up with something else and here's the rule folks yeah you don't like the chip we don't either but y'all kept overstaying your visa, so this is it. You want to start the process? You want to work here or whatever? Fine. When you leave the country, we'll take the chip out. Or when you become a citizen or you start the process, whatever that standard is, 
Done. Hmm. Come up with something else then. What about if we give them like an area? And mm-hmm. if they're going to be Americans, they cannot... They, you mean if, like Montana? Yeah, just give them an area, like a state or a little bit of a state. And then once they're an American, they can leave that area. Well, the problem with that is you got people that are doing jobs in different parts of the country. Okay, true. You're going, I'm going to work for somebody in Silicon Valley or I'm going to work for a place in Florida or whatever. Yeah, you got me back on the chip then. Yeah, and again, maybe that's extreme and maybe that's not the answer. But mm-hmm. I'm willing to entertain it. Do you have anything else? But that is a separate issue. Again, no, it is. what yes. you do yes. with the legal immigration system. And the people on the left love to say, most people don't even come across the border anyways. They overstay their visa. Then how come you're not targeting that? You keep going. They say that as an excuse for the third issue of just make them all legal. Just mm-hmm. wave your magic wand and give them amnesty. amnesty. That's what they say. No, it's a separate issue. Mm-hmm. Because if you know that's the issue, let's say they're right. Nine, 112% of people that, that are illegal here came here by overstaying their visas. 112%. Wow. All of them plus more. Then we've got to do something about that system. You never come up with answers. You just go, amnesty for those that are here. Shut it down. Don't let people come. I don't like that idea, mm-hmm. but we're just going to let this continue? So we give them amnesty like you want. Amnesty. DACA. Great. People are still overstaying their visas. You haven't solved that problem. They're not even talking about it. They only use that issue in order to push their narrative for amnesty. And then finally, what to do with the illegals? People who try to sneak across the border, people who have already snuck across the border. People in the system right there, down at the border. Two different issues also. Like you said, taking them out separately. Right. Because the first part actually does a little more with border yeah. security. But what about those that I mean that are that are in the system down there now? Oh, okay. Because you got people that are, hey, get over here. We see you sneaking across the border. Versus the people that are already working. Yes. And in the country. They mm-hmm. made their way across the border. Um, you've got all that. Do you know we have systems in place that spend money on all kinds of bizarre things? Oh, yeah. Like airplane flights back this is one that drives me up the wall millions why do we fly them back and millions of dollars every year we have i think it's daily i think it's multiple flights or at least one a day or pretty close to it the u.s government runs a charter flight to fly people out of the country to back to wherever it is i I don't know if it's wherever they want to go or whatever they claim they're point of origin the point is, of orange, yeah. if you step forward as an illegal in America okay. and you say to INS, DHS, whatever, hey, I've been here. I'm illegal. I just want to go home. I'm from Brazil. I'm from Brazil. I just shouldn't have been here. They don't prosecute you. They say, fine, as long as you're willing to leave. Yep. But I don't have any way to get out. Hop aboard the plane. Come on, man. And they fly them out of the country. Wow. This is a regular occurrence it's not like this happens only on one plane twice a year Mm -hmm. it's all the time i don't know if they're still operating today but it has been for decade couple decades Mm -hmm. millions and millions of dollars every year now that person can still come back in the country they just get a free ride home now it does put them on the radar screen if if they're using their legal name and if they get biometrics that if they get caught in the country again, then that bumps it up to that felony and they can be prosecuted a different way and so on and so forth. But those are a lot of variables. 
That's if you actually gave them the proper information. And if, I mean, do they do biometrics? Do they fingerprint you and stuff? I don't know. Crazy. There are all kinds of programs like that. So this pomp and circumstance from both sides, left and right, Democrats and Republicans, is just that. It's posturing. It's to get elected. It's for power. Who is going to step forward and solve the problem? I just gave you the solutions. And even you people on the left, unless you are for open borders completely across the board, you should be on board with almost everything I just said. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! Collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Genesis nine fifty. It can clean up all kinds of messes. It can't clean up our immigration system, no, it but cannot. it's one of the few things it cannot clean up. <laughs> it's cleaning up the world, all types of areas of the world, all kinds of surfaces, fabrics. You can wash your clothes with the stuff. You do all kinds of textiles. You can wash your carpeting with it. You shampoo that stuff up. It even works in carpet cleaners. You can clean your stovetop, your counter, your cabinets, your floors, all of these things. With Genesis 950, we get testimonial after testimonial pouring in saying this stuff is awesome. Do you remember our Building America with alpacas? With what? Yeah, alpacas. alpacas yeah. Remember that? Yeah. She bought some. Genesis 950. And she says, this is really great stuff. As a busy mom with six alpacas and a pocket farm, a dog, it seems like there's smelly messes everywhere after trying this out and hearing about it in the morning blaze, I decided to give it a try. Not only did it work and remove gross, stinky stains, my surfaces look better than before. Listen, uh, if you think having that dog funk at a house is bad, alpaca funk. Alpaca funk is terrible. And if under she's the ones that, that, under the ones that spit too on your face, if you I think those are camels, oh, okay. maybe they do too. Okay, but yeah, I. But it's still though. And you know where I learned they spit? Because they spit on you? No, from Aladdin. Oh. <laughs> That's what I learned. Everything I know about the Middle East from Aladdin. <laughs> from Aladdin. I think a lot of nineties like, people like learned ninety that. some percent. <laughs> the rest from Cal. <laughs> That's it. Cal and Aladdin. Cal and Aladdin. Those are the two sources. For the uh, Middle East. What else do I know? <laughs> that is true. You know, come on. <laughs> but that's fascinating. Alpaca. They're wow. doing awesome. Genesis 950. Order it today. It comes in a concentrated form. Listen, it's going to scare you when you first see the price. Oh, yeah. you look at it, you're like 40 bucks. Whoa. Oh, my, it's, holy moly. For cleaner? Ah. It's a gallon of concentrated stuff. It's going to make, what, total of eight gallons? Could yeah. you add seven with mm-hmm. it? So you get... Eight gallons. Go ahead and I know it's tricky doing the math. Pull out that cleaner of that spray stuff you bought and then the other spray stuff for the other surface and then the other spray stuff and add it up. Some of those for, what is it, 16, 32 ounces or whatever. It's like $7, $8. If you get some of the mildew stuff, you're talking 10 plus dollars. And the carpet cleaner stuff is 20 bucks. Some of it's like 26. And here you have one product that works. You don't need those thousand products. No. Trust me, you know you could do too? Order a gallon, split it with your sister, split it with, split it with a friend. You know what I was thinking too? Those maid services, you know, that people, entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh, the house Think cleaners. about it. Think about it. Entrepreneurs. I've thought about doing that. Me too. I, I don't mind really cleaning. Did. Would you do that? I, no, of course I would do Why that. Why haven't we done this? I have no idea. We but have of our course, afternoons free. Of, Doc, <clears throat> tell me this. 
go to the house, do some Genesis 950 cleaning, look around, see if there's anything good. You walk away, done. Okay, here's what we do. We start the because I don't my cleaning is kind of therapeutic for me. It, no, are you kidding me? I'm serious. Same. Because I just wash and I forget. And I'm yeah, like, oh. Yeah, I do too. I, I just disappear yeah, from the that's world. What I, okay, oh, we got to do this. We have to. So what we do is we get the Genesis 950. Yes. We hose the houses down yes. with the stuff. And then when they're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And you got the pet funk. You know what we do? We go, it's Doc and Chris 950. And dilute and it ourselves? We, no, we dilute it right. We give them a concert. <laughs> we charge the same amount for like eight ounces. And it's available. You need to keep your house clean yes, with it or whatever. Yes. And we'll do the whole thing with like, hey, you can also eat it too. You, can eat- <laughs> you know what I'm talking it's about? A dessert <laughs> topping. It's awesome. Genesis 950. Order it today while you can still get it because Chris and I are starting our business. Oh. Genesis950.com. All right. Tweets now. Hashtag. What is that? But what is that? Oh, did you see is this? this? The, give me yes. This. Did you see this? Oh, my God. This is gosh. so stupid, Doc. I hate that. This them. is so stupid. So. There was a tweet passing by. Ice, whatever, the Twitter, tweeted a tweet, a nice thread about, you know, people helping and kind of different uh, 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 ice heroes. And they posted a picture of this ice agent, a veteran, a our, um, Marine veteran. Right. He's sitting there working. Then someone noticed... <gasps> A Nazi tattoo. Uh, see, ice agents are Nazis. This this pr- this proves this it. proves that yep, Trump are, is starting. Trump is a Nazi. The brown shirts, right? Yep. And here he goes. Have and you seen those agents? Yes. Down on the border. I what have. color shirt do they have? Uh brown. Brown shirts. Okay. Come to find out, it is not a Nazi tattoo. What? It's, it's not a Nazi it's tattoo. Not a Nazi tattoo. <laughs> it's actually a tattoo. He served in the military. <clears throat> he was a marine. He actually lost some legs. Joey Jones knows him, and it's just a platoon tattoo. It actually means uh, it doesn't even look like a swastika. No, it does not. It looks like you know the um, like battle axe, isn't that that yes. has the arced yep. blade? It's like that with multiple sides. Mm-hmm. It's not it, you moron. It's so super. And by the way, let's say he did have a Nazi tattoo. Okay, does it mean he's a Nazi? No. Let's say he's a swastika. Let's say he has one that says, I'm a Nazi. Does it mean he's a Nazi? No. He could have been years ago. He could yes. have given the life up. Could be anything. Let's say he has a Nazi tattoo, and let's say he's currently a Nazi. Okay. Does it mean the other officers are? No. Does it mean ICE is? No. Does it mean Trump is? No. It means none of that stuff. So stop with your aha. It doesn't mean anything. Knock it off. You're not helping. You're not. No. Actually, oh, it's a Spartan so Creed, which means protecting family and children. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> it's a little different. Ah, protect uh, white families and children. Is that I, guess, I guess. I guess. I guess. Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, tweets now with the hashtag what I learned today. A lot of people supporting us for the whole um, cleaning products. You think so? Oh, yes. You got, uh, where do you go? Uh, Kinsey Richards saying, Chris Cruz and Doc Thompson find cleaning relaxing. I see a new shady business opportunity. Absolutely. Of course. 
course. You know what? And I honestly do. It no, is. No, me too. Yeah. I mean, sometimes overwhelming. You got a lot to do. You're tired. But there are times it's it's therapeutic. Even more therapeutic is laying on the beach. So what we do is we start the business that's therapeutic mm-hmm. and relaxing until we can scam people and then we're to the beach. Yes, yes, there it yes. Is. Yeah. Uh, you got Mucho Supremo Jackal saying, Doc Thompson, I love hearing Chris Cruz talk about Pocket Farm. Pocket what? Pocket Farm. Pocket Farm? Did I talk about Pocket Farm? Um, Alpaca Farm. Oh. Yeah, that was a little little shot at you there. Oh. Take a little shot at you. Okay. Well, never mind. I should have read that one. <laughs> Dave L. saying, I said alpaca, but she insisted. <laughs> what else you got? Got any other tweets? Blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. The mainstream media needs to stop with all their asubstantiated aha. Unsubstantiated ahas. The whole Nazi thing. Like, come on, man. Okay, wait a minute. Who was it that that thought that first said? Was it just random person no, that was like, "Look, it's a swastika." Nope, nope, it was the New Yorker. The New Yorker. Had did to they do a story on it? Yes, they did a story about it. A staff member. Uh, what? Yes, yes. So Ice at Ice Gov was doing a series of Ice Hero Corps, and there was a picture of the veteran sitting working. The New Yorker saw it. Nazi! Nazi! Wow. And had to issue an apology. So um, they don't know the difference between a swastika and a hero and a military symbol. uh, (laughs) The New Yorker, by the way, that's the New Yorker for you. Isn't that like uh, it's supposed to be very hard, bro? Yeah, exactly. exactly like yeah. Only the you know the top right. executives. That, that makes that. actually a lot of sense. That actually helps me a little bit. You know what? You're right. Because I thought all these years when I didn't understand their their comics, okay. their little cartoons in there, <laughs> I thought it was me. No, they don't understand them either. It's nonsense. <laughs> it's crap. Hey, draw something. Yeah. Aha, you is. know what that means? Yep. No, it doesn't. <laughs> You know, it's the funny. editor in the back room. We got him, kid. We got him. We got him. It's Nazis. Look at this right here. And look at this other tattoo. You know what this is? This is Hail Mao. That's what it is. <laughs> this one over here, this is Ode to Stalin. That's what this is. It's a heart. No, 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 kid. You don't understand the way he's wearing it. It's all code. Yeah, it's it's a, like Dan Brown. It's, a heart. it's like angels and demons. It's the Da Vinci. We're blowing the lid off of this, kid. Quick, draw me a cartoon that nobody will understand. You got it, kid? Let's go. By the way, the New Yorker has apologized and has said, you know, the personal social media accounts of the staff member do not represent the magazine. And we in no way share the viewpoint expressed in this tweet. The tweet has been deleted. So they throw one of their employees under the bus. (laughs) The tweet has been deleted and we deeply regret any harm that this has caused to Mr. You know, the veteran. This is so Anyway, read that again. Start it again. Uh, the New Yorker has apologized and says, the personal social media accounts of the staff members do not represent the magazine, and we in no way share this viewpoint expressed in this tweet. Wait, what? Yes. It's not a Nazi? <laughs> Bob! Bob! Why? I told you. I told you to do more research. This is a swastika. <laughs> you can never say that. Swastika. Ah, it's close enough. Swastika. Uh, it, oh my god! And by the way, why did you delete it? If you really thought you that just, was just own it, own it, and own go, it. We're so just sorry. Keep going. It's wrong. We know. Oh, it's so <clears throat> stupid. It's so stupid. 
<laughs> apologize for Folks, this is not, this is an easy one. Yes. This is a absolutely easy. In fact, Chris will tweet out, um, and I will as well, a picture of what it was you can see. In no way, shape, or form does it look like it. And in today's world, shouldn't we be actually erring on the side of caution with stuff like this? Yes. I know most people don't, but that's the reason, especially reputable news agencies should absolutely be going, wait. Before you hit click, before you hit send, enter, pause, we sure think this through a minute. It's all you have to do. And, Doug, in that moment, in one of, okay, Chris Pratt, nine rules. What was the first rule? Uh, Breathe. Breathe. Breathe, you're right. (sighs) Do I really want to say this? Trust me, there's some tweets out there that I really want to say. I'm like, okay, never mind. I work for the place. We already have some, you know, eyes on us. Even though I'm just a little producer, I'm just going to avoid it and move on. Pause, pause, pause. Rule number one, breathe. You would not have to go through this if that person would just, just, all you have to do is just zoom in and be like, oh, that's not. I have, I have worked at companies where when something happens like a Harvey Weinstein Mm -hmm. claim, not even that bad, but the claim of sexual harassment harassment, in the office, or even because of the public ones, Mm -hmm. because there is an incident Everybody has to go through sensitivity training. Punish the whole class. Right. I have worked at com- I worked at a company once that had had a claim like that and then had some um, other questions with the government about payola and plugola, which is a uh, radio term back in the day where people were doing shady stuff, where we had to take these these online tutorials and then pass a test. And the way it fell, because they had bought some other stations, at one point, I had taken it four times in the same year. Wow. And it was annually. And it was because um, I took it first of the year, Okay, and then we had a company change, and everybody took it again, and then uh, something... Anyways, it ended up falling where it was like four times. Okay. It was horrible. But it was because of an incident. So at the New Yorker, okay, will there be some sort of employee training... Hey, this is a Nazi symbol. Right, exactly. Symbolize. Yeah, they said all the symbols, all the bad symbols in the world. Right, you know, sexual harassment training or whatever, appropriate office, whatever. All right, line up. It's symbolism training. A symbol. Symbol. Symbolism. Symbol training. Symbol training. (laughs) Line up, kid. All right, take a test. Before you do, though, here's the tutorial. This is a swastika. Nothing else is. Now identify the swastikas. You know when they do that, uh, the I'm not a robot question? Yeah, so yeah. Are you Point, a Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> Click on the non-swastika pictures. How about, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a robot. Here's 10 pictures. <laughs> Click all pictures with a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one that throws them off? Which one? The picture of Trump. <laughs> all all the see, kids oh, in the office, oh. they're like, Yes. yes, I know it's not, a, but I have to click and you failed again, kid. It's all right, kid. I understand. We all know he's a Nazi, but you have to click no on that one. And by the way, yes, I know they thought the New Yorker thought this was the symbol that he had. Right. On that was the, the cross. The iron yeah. cross, not the iron cross. No, no, no. But the cross. They thought it was the cross with the Nazi symbol. Yes, I know that. But even though you could look at it. From far away, you know, it's not even the cross that they're talking about. You know, it has more than four corners. Right, exactly. It's Well, yeah, it, it, it comes together. The corners it, even come it together. It comes together. It's almost more of a flowery thing or a Thank circle. Thank you. And if you look at it, obviously, 
Spartan, Spartan Creed. You can see it. It's, it's so simple. It's all you have to do. Follow Chris Pratt's rule. Breathe and go. But, it, but this is the outrage. It's the book. Outraging. We Outraging. talked about. It's so weird. And I know, and I was listening to yesterday and then the Blaze Why, and I kept hearing Glenn saying, you know, the outrage, addicted to outrage, outrage. I'm like, you're absolutely right. People no longer just like, it's just, ah, Nazi, brown shirt. Yeah, we got to stop this. We do. Unless we it do. benefits us. We, oh. We do got to stop what? this. We do got to stop this. You stopped me on that one because I'm like, yeah, it benefits <laughs> us. Yeah, I'm all for that one. Oh, man. Oh, man. Brickhouse Nutrition has a product called Dawn to Dusk. It, oh, you know what I found? Mm. I, uh, we have the Dawn to Dusk. Yes, Lots we do. of people. We still use it. Yeah. I found an extra bottle. You found an extra <clears> bottle. I have the regular bottles. Yes. Whatever. I don't know how a bottle must have gotten fallen. miscounted, <laughs> fallen, something, whatever. It was next to the shelves, and I was Ooh. straightening up yesterday. I was like, mm-hmm. ta-da! Another bottle! It's like finding, you know, five bucks in your pocket or something like yes. that. I was like, that was yes. awesome. So they have this product, Dawn to Dust, we've told you about for years. It's awesome. It's a 10-hour energy supplement. So we know the company. We liked them. They came to us a couple months ago, and they go, why don't you try something else? Try Field of Greens because we think you're going to like this too, especially because you guys talk about healthy eating from time to time and you guys struggle with this stuff as well. This is going to help you get your full daily supply of greens, of fruits and vegetables because of this product, Field of Greens. Every scoop is a full serving of fruits and vegetables. And it's not an extract or something. Listen, some of those supplements, the vitamin supplements people take, I mean, there's debates over whether or not those are good work. for you or not, or actually work. Let's go ahead and say they are. That's fine. Whatever. Okay. But wouldn't you still rather have the vitamins and nutrients that come from the actual food? Yeah, or whatever? The food. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's going to be at least the better for you, yep. right? Well, that's what Field of Greens is. It's not an extract. It's not a supplement. It is actually the powdered vegetables. And all you do is mix it with some liquid, drink it down, and you are good to go. So if you don't like vegetables, you're covered. This is good. If uh, you can't get uh, you know, the time to clean the vegetables, make the vegetables, you can't find vegetables when you're eating out or somebody else without all the gunk on them, like chocolate sauce or whatever people decide to put <laughs> on them today, cheese, then you don't have to worry about it. You're on the go. You're on the run. You're at work. Try it today because you can just keep it at your office. You can keep it in your car. You're a salesman. You work out of your car. It's just a little canister. Keep it in the car. You drive through McDonald's, any place, Starbucks. You get a little liquid. You got a bottle. Mix it. It's easy. Really convenient. Look for it today. It's Field of Greens at BrickHouseDoc.com. Again, the website is BrickHouseDoc.com. They just do that so it's easy to remember. BrickHouseDoc.com. Don't forget the promo code DOC. It's promo code DOC at BrickHouseDoc.com. You got JR15 saying the New Yorker doesn't know its racist symbols. I did not see that coming. You did not see it coming? I did not, not, see, not, not see, see it coming. coming. I like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Spunk, uh, Spunkin Brona saying, reading tweets and no Blaze Twitter overlords watching over them? Yeah, nobody's. Mm. Nobody. No. Who would have thought... If I had said two days ago that okay. Jane was not the craziest Fonda. Oh, I know where you're going with this. And Peter Fonda. Remember Peter Fonda? No. Yeah, you don't because you're young. <laughs> That's right. I kind of remember Peter Fonda. What? I only remember from the movie Easy Rider. I was going to ask, was he a movie star he was or an a TV actor. star? He was okay. an actor. There's a movie Easy Rider with, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. He was the bad guy in Speed. Uh, he's been in a ton of movies. And... 
Dennis Hopper. Thank you. <clears throat> Dennis Hopper. Um, I vaguely remember Easy Rider. Okay. I'm sure Peter Fonda was in other stuff. He's just not an issue. I don't know where he's been. I don't know if he dropped out of acting. He has been acting. Has he been uh, playing community theater, dinner theater? People don't like him. I don't know. But apparently he's still alive. He's 78. (laughs) And he hates Trump. No. And he's crazy. Oh, he's going to melt on that. He is crazy. Because of this uh, separating families, (laughs) he began a series of tweets. Um, and responding to other tweets, all of them pretty troubling. If you hold him to the same standards that he's talking about, if you hold him to the same standards that liberals and progressives are bitching about, complaining about, where they say love and hope and transparency and inclusion and tolerance, he is violating all of those principles. He tweeted, and listen to the the words, specific words too. We should... Rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms and put him in a cage with pedophiles and see if his mother will stand up against the giant ass mm-hmm. something she married. She is married to. Hmm. We should rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms and put him in a cage with pedophiles Hmm. and see if she'll stand up against the giant ass that Mm -hmm. she is married to. 90 million people in the streets on the same weekend in the country. F. Mm. Mm. Um, Mm. Is the government policy to rip children from their mother's arms? No, Doc Thompson. Do they put them in cages? No, Doc Thompson. Do they put them anywhere with knowingly with pedophiles? Is that the policy? Nope. Okay, great. But in response to a tricky legal situation on the border that that. neither side has been willing to deal with, Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Conservatives, Green Party, it doesn't matter. Few are willing to actually deal with the problem, and it is a tricky one that we are divided. But nobody, even those evil conservatives, even Donald Trump are saying, Let's make it as painful as possible by ripping children from their parents' arms, putting them in cages, and let's put them in cages with pedophiles. So you want to take something that is a difficult situation we're trying to make the best of, mm-hmm. that we admit is still even flawed now, yes. and trying to be sensitive, and you're saying, let's hope Baron Trump is raped. Not just raped. Raped by pedophiles. In a cage. <laughs> This, and you know why he did this, why he tweeted this. No, I do not know. Because love trumps hate. Oh. Because of love, Chris. Is that tough love? Is that what they call tough love? I don't know if this is tough. It sounds pretty tough to me. <laughs> yes, it does. I don't know yes. if that's what he means by it, but damn, it sounds tough. Maybe he thinks it's love. <laughs> the pedophiles love you, kid. They love you. It is Hollywood, and we heard some source about Hollywood. Right. Okay, so that's troubling. Then another uh, person said uh, that ICE uh, agents should be targeted. Oh. And he responded, sounds great. We don't have to take the agent's kids. We only need to surround their schools and scare the S out of them and worry the F out of the agents. Former um, ICE and regular Border Patrol agents, we need to scare the F out of them, need to make their children worry now. We should hack the system, get the addresses of the ICE agents, and 
Border Patrol agents, mm-hmm. surround their homes in protest. We should find out what schools their children go to and surround the schools in protest. These agents are doing this because they want to do it. They like doing this F. Oh. Now, <clears throat> that's pretty extreme. Yes. In what I said, even giving him a pass and say he got heated and carried away. Okay. I am, folks, I am even willing to say he was so upset, he wrongly got carried away. Okay. It happens to all of us. It's happened to me. Even within that, this is pretty damn serious. 100%. You're talking about intimidating kids. We should rip Baron and put him in a cage with pedophiles. Mm. Okay, okay, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Hey. That one's that one's hard. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, then doubles down. Mm. Surround the schools. Scare the F out of these kids, the ICE agents, blah, blah, blah. Multiple tweets, multiple responses. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, but I'm pretty sure I know that you are the extremist on this, and it's still a gray area whether or not you would actually do these things to me. Is that how you feel as well? Yes. Okay. Apparently, that was all wrong. Whoa. His spokesperson... (laughs) Excuse me? Offered an explanation. Spokesperson? His spokesperson. Okay. He didn't need a spokesperson when he was saying, Baron Trump needs to be raped Ah. in a cage. Get the pedophiles in here. He didn't need a spokesperson then. No. But he needed one to explain. Decipher? Right, because he was so unclear yeah, he, what he wanted. Doc, he was not clear it's enough. It's like, what does he want? I'm kind of lost what he's hoping for I'm still for stuck here. in the hole. I don't know what he means. Mm. It's, uh, it's like, again, Dan Brown, it's hidden messages, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. His spokesperson said, Peter Fonda wanted to make sure that Melania and Ivana, Ivanka communicate with the president the desire circumstances of separating others and young children. Huh. That's what he meant by it. Huh. So other ways he could have done that. Goes back to the first. So when you put about. put uh, when you tweet put cage, uh, kids in cages with pedophiles, uh-huh. what you mean is communicate with the president. Yes. That's what's the message there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is it Latin or something? Is that what it is? <laughs> it's probably Italian. Is that what bit. it is? Something? Actually, you know what it is? Mm. It's the old English. Oh, that's what it is. It's the Queen's English. We don't speak that English anymore. Thank you. Thank you that's for helping what me that understand, is. Chris Cruz. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yes, it is. It is, in fact, the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. yes. What do you got for me? Yeah, Rocky with an eye saying, ah, and here I thought Peter Fonda was going to blame Ambien for his angry tweeting. That's probably what it was. It could be. Actually, it's funny because I... For what I learned today, I have ambient Fonda, so I can you know learn something about those mm-hmm. two. But I was thinking, I was like, here we go, the ambient is at it again. It's probably, I'm guessing that's probably what it was. Okay. Um, but um, when you say ambient, I'm guessing you mean um, cocaine, uh, angel dust. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> PCP. That's that's what I'm guessing. It's uh, a different generation. Okay. Okay. DMX. Peyote DM- could be peyote. Peyote. Yeah. 
DMXDM saying print media will say anything to stay relevant these days. What media? Print. Print media. The New Yorker. They're still print? Yeah. They still actually print the magazine? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that? Well, that's a a fail. It's still printed, yeah. Why are you doing that? That's just a fail. Wow. (laughs) Have you uh, tried the uh, Minostalgia yet? Have you tried the blazewildrice.com and all the edible memories from the Northwoods of Minnesota? I'm guessing if you haven't, it's probably one of those, well, I don't know what I'm going to like. I don't want to try it. I haven't, whatever. Um, and uh, so many different things I want to try. And do I want to order? Try the sampler packs. That's the way to go because you get to sample a lot of different things. Everything from the waffle mixes and the uh, soup mixes, all made from that wild rice, the only native grain in North America. Uh, to the flour that you can make other things from it as well, the polenta, all of that, all the derivatives. But then they also have the syrups, the jams, the jellies, and stuff like this. They make great gifts because they put them in the gift boxes and whatnot. And it's all at blazewildrice.com. It's blazewildrice.com. If you order now and use the promo code SALAD, they're also going to throw in a free wild rice seasoning. Yes, if you order the five bags of wild rice. Order that, and the promo code is SALAD you're looking for. The nice thing about it, and don't be deterred by a larger amount of rice. In fact, I'd encourage you, whatever amount you're thinking of ordering, order more. Because there's going to be a better price point for you. You're going to use it because, trust me, you're going to love it. But the other part is, if you keep it sealed on a shelf, it'll last forever. It's a grain. As long as it's dry and sealed, you can keep it in there. So it's a, it's a preparedness food. Not just for the zombie apocalypse or the... Uh, uh, That's know, coming. Uh, an apocalypse, a whatever... It is for if you have inclement weather, your power's out for a couple of days, you don't have whatever, you could still cook this as long as you have a heat source and some water to add to it, you're going to be able to cook this up. Try all the stuff today. It's at blazewildrice.com. I love the folks at Minostalgia and I love the products. They're really good people and they have amazing products. They just want to keep making good products and and they're entrepreneurs as well. So yeah. try them today, blazewildrice.com. So- Spunk and bro not saying better together. Hashtag better together. DOJ and Hillary Clinton's 33,000 emails. Better together. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, they've been separated from, I would say, the American people and her emails. Yeah. Those have been separated. Yeah. Cincy Bronco saying Peter. With a, with a cloth? <laughs> Cincy Bronco saying Peter Fonda can't get the Roseanne treatment only because he has not done anything in 30 years. Oh, she's at least done something. Relevant. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Wait, man, you just keep triggering people every day. Trigger them constantly. I'm just saying. Who did I trigger? Lots of triggers. I just see a lot of people triggered by the things you say. I, 
Oh, that is true. Like, people do get triggered. I don't know why. I know why. They're just jealous. I do whatever they're thinking. Haters going to hate. Yep. yep. And by the way, the conversation we had yesterday about tipping, I just found out that my fiance um, does not tip either. Oh, the tipping thing. But by the way, somebody challenged me on that, too. I It was a, um, a tweet about the time we talked about it yesterday. Okay. And uh, I didn't see it till later. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, oh, the great <coughs> capitalist, Dr. Chris, don't like tipping money. No, it's not that. <laughs> Chris is just cheap, first of all. Yes. There's that. Um, my problem is the lack of consistency. Yes. I want everything to be tipping or nothing. Yeah. Why is why do we segregate this this one industry? Yeah. I'm not saying you as the waiter or waitress shouldn't go out there and be capitalist try to get no, what you want. No, no. I also understand a restaurant's motivation. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there over the last hundred years, restaurants said we could keep our prices the same and pay the staff less. Mm-hmm. And the staff will make their money from awesome. the tips. Yeah. So we're paying their salaries separately is what yes. we're doing. Yeah. And one thing, too, that... Um, which, which, real quick, which, by the way, is fine. That's, that's the system we want. I hate that we work in multiple systems. That's all. And also, uh, thank you for the clip of Reserve Dogs, Reserve whatever. Reservoir Pink, Dogs, uh, Mr. Pink? Pink, yeah. Oh, I Have you ever seen for, the movie? No. Watch it for the first time. The oh, you gotta people, see the movie. People kept telling you gotta watch this. So I guess I don't watch it. <gasps> I'm in love. You I, I feel it's like yes, yes. So it was really interesting. I got Florida man tweeting out water learn today. Promo code salad failed, failed. A better promo will be bacon. Come on, man. Yeah, that's true. I am gonna give you that. That is a <laughs> bit of a fail when it comes to. I thought that when they said it too. <laughs> But at least it uh, keeps it unique so they know what's going on where they get their advertising dollars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are capitalists. We love the we entrepreneurial love. spirit and idea. Mm-hmm. Trying to legitimately offer. We bring people on the program and says, hey, try this. Can you mm-hmm. save some money here? Because that's what we do every day. The Earthwater plan, if you haven't heard about it, is one you really need to consider. Do your homework on this. But I'm telling you what, I think this ground floor opportunity legitimately is amazing. This is one of those, why not try it? You're you got out nothing, to nothing lose. for this. And because you're getting in so early, this could be gargantuan. Earth water is like anything else in the market. We know this. It's water that's infused with 70 trace minerals. It's part of it. It's on a molecular level. It just tastes like water. It's got a novelty factor from the Fulham because it's also dark. This is a company and a product that I really think is going to take off. They do well, but I've met the people and mm-hmm. I know their mindset and who they are and they're good people and they're smart. Yes. Oh my gosh, they're so smart about this stuff. A direct to, to market model is one of the fastest ways to grow a business. You know, Robert Kiyosaki, um, the author, we've had him on, oh, Rich yes. Dad, Poor Rich Dad, Dad, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> which is He's one great. of the best-selling financial yeah. books in history. He has talked about this repeatedly oh, and really? said, this is such a great model for companies. Because it helps them grow so fast. Mm. So this guy fully endorses this model. What it means is you can get on the ground floor. You can become an Earthwater affiliate. And what they're going to do is they're going to give you a unique ID link. And all you do is share that with other people. You're the marketing of this. But in the past, some of these models, you were also the fulfillment center and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. No. And you had to buy a head? Right. Exactly. This, you are just the marketing. You're just telling people about it. Every time you tell them, you get money. That's the, the simple version. 40% weekly commission. 
a 40% weekly commission on all orders placed by your customers. And how do they become your customers? You just tell them about Earthwater. Mm-hmm. 40%. They've partnered with Amazon, which means all of the orders are going to be taken care of by Amazon with free shipping and handling. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So cool. You just share the information. And there's no minimum. So it's not like some of these people go, well, you have to sell so much or you're on the hook. No. You just tell people about it. And if they buy it, boom, you make cash. Sign up today at uh, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. In fact, I'm going to tweet a link to that right now. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Join today. This could be something that just makes you a couple of extra bucks a month. Imagine if this brought you, you did virtually nothing and you make 400 bucks a month. It's a car payment or something, right? Yeah. Maybe you do a little more, you make 2000 a month. That's your okay. house payment. Right, that's your house payment. <laughs> you go a little bigger and you make a living. It's a pretty easy hurdle to get over to make this work. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Check it out today and sign up. You're going to love it. Eric uh, Finman joins us now. We had Eric on the air maybe months ago, probably a couple of times. Like, was it a couple of times? A couple of times, times, yeah. Um, when the Bitcoin craze was really ratcheting up again, it's still out there. It's still successful. It's still ahead of the game. Uh, cryptocurrency in general still going to be a key to a future, but people aren't talking about it as much right now. But we had to have Mon to give us an update, but also to talk about some other interesting things. Eric, how are you, sir? Hi, doing super well. How's it going? Doing well. So real quick update on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. They're still viable, right? Yeah, I absolutely think so. I mean, uh, there's lots of ups and downs on the whole cryptocurrency train. If it was all 100% up, that would be a bubble and that would not be good. So, you know, I don't know. I've been around since it was like $12. So I'm still very happy where it's at. So Give us, refresh our memory real quick. Your grandmother gave you $1,000 and you invested it in Bitcoin. That's how you started? Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to go to my college fund, but uh, it did not. I put in the Bitcoin, spent every day trying to, you know, make predictions and and try to get more and more and more. So that was uh, that was kind of how I did it. So where are you at now? What are you doing? Yeah, I have about uh, 401 Bitcoins right now and some other cryptocurrencies. You got to keep it so secure, so secure. Um, <laughs> you got crazy people out there. But um, but yeah, so I'm doing that with uh, my Bitcoin. And then, yeah, I'm kind of using some of that cryptocurrency money to work on uh, cool projects. Like um, what I want to talk about today was is I made this like real life Dr. Octopus. It was like from Spider-Man 2, these four robotic arms. And, uh, and then I made made it. It was just amazing. And that's kind of the cool thing. Like, uh, I'm not just in a cryptocurrency now. I really, really love robotics. So you're built. This is, this is amazing. So you are branching out and trying some other different stuff, which is cool. You're young you got a little bit of cash. So what do you do? You're not just flying around the world. Like some people just, you know, partying all the time. You're actually trying to come up with some stuff and you built a Dr. Octopus type suit. Now, first of all, uh, why did you decide to do this? Yeah, I mean, uh, we had this uh, this family friend, um, and it was dad and uh, his kid. He was like a huge Marvel fan, um, and he wanted to be like you know extremely strong. He's an extremely strong kid, and kind of wanted to be even more stronger. And I kind of made he kind of came up to me with the idea of if you made a real life Doctor Octopus suit, you know, you could do all these cool things and make yourself stronger and all that. And he. and then I was like, I have this amazing history in robotics. And I was like, that's an amazing idea. And I put kind of my resources together, um, got a ragtag team of engineers to kind of help me out on it as well. 
and then we went out and we built it and uh, and we put it on him and <laughs> he loved it. He loved it. He was so cute. He, you guys, he really enjoyed it. You guys built this, but it was 3D printed. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it was 3D printed, so we got it all 3D printed. We wanted to make it out of really cheap and affordable materials. Um, so, uh, but kind of still have all the cool same functionality. So yeah, so it's uh, 3D printed, um, and most of the materials, and so that makes it also super lightweight. Now you're still in the early phase of this, right? Yeah, I'd say right now. I mean, it works, but it's uh, it's more of the concept car at this point. Gotcha. And the, you know, the sexy concept car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we so- can make it like do so much more. So down the road, I mean, the applications of this, although, you know, um, inspired by, by art, right? Yes. Dr. Octopus or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. If you can refine this, make it more powerful, uh, more, uh, uh, better dexterity, I'm imagining, lighter, cheaper, all of these things. Eventually, you get to a thing that has unlimited applications. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we did the math with just like 20,000 of improvements um, at the, from the current state. Like we could get it to like lift a car, like genuinely. Um, we did the math and, and all that stuff. I mean, you can just do so much with it. I mean, that like for uh, medical, for like uh, handing you tools, if you got it all FDA approved and all that, um, for uh, like a surgeon tools. And yeah, so la- labor force and manufacturing yeah. and then anybody with okay. any um, disability. Exactly. Exactly. That's really cool. It's cool to see you working on stuff like this. So, what is what is putting something like this to, uh, together cost? Again, you're at the sexy concept car, you know, <laughs> level. Um, what's what's it cost to do that? I mean, like, I, I'm I'm really good at making things, like doing things in a really doing amazing things in a way that no one thought you could do it at that price. So, I made the current one which can like lift um, objects, do all that stuff, completely controlled hand gloves, four working arms. And I made that just for $5,000, which, Whoa. you know, what you get for it, that's really, really cheap. Wow. That's, that's awesome right there that you could just get to that point. Um, I'm imagining uh, getting a you know, big bang for your buck when you do stuff like this is, is key. Um, I think what you're talking about, Eric, though, is what some really good successful people like an Elon Musk or whatever has done. The real key I think is inspiring people to support it, either investors, big or small, or um, people that are willing to donate time and effort because they're inspired by the vision. Do you think that's the the real key to this? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's why kind of uh, we, we, you know, did it for this kid. I mean, it was kind of just to show everyone, you know, a bunch of, you know, I'm 19. I'm still a little bit of a kid, and sure. and that you can do all these things at a at a really at make something affordable, make something that's you know kind of make something really different, affordable that no one thought was even possible, even with tons and tons of money, and then kind of sharing that with the world. And that was kind of the kid's original thought, and kind of what I wanted to do. Our web shooters next. Is that what I'm? <laughs> is that what's coming next? I should know. I don't want to know what. Uh, Iron Man suit. No, Come shut on. Shut your mouth. I want web shooters. No, I don't, too. No. Come on. Eric, we need the Iron Man suit. Like, I know. I'm on it. I'm on it. Here's what we're going to do to inspire you. We're going to put you in a cave with terrorists for a while, okay? <laughs> Chain you in there, and we're going to shove something in your chest. <laughs> this is great. And it's funny because uh, one of our producers saw this story. And he was like, oh, my gosh, didn't you have this kid? And I was like, yeah. But I, I kind of lost track of you, Eric. And when I found this out, I was like, dude, you're actually it's, it's inspiring to see you do so many things. And with with your amount of money you have is 
Well, the abilities, talents, everything. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's just fantastic to see that you you know you didn't just go and disappeared in an island, which I would have totally done. <laughs> I probably would have been smarter too. Yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> All right, buddy, keep us posted on what you got going in the future. Uh, cool, interesting stuff, and uh, I hope you continue to inspire and develop some good stuff, all right? Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, really Eric. Really appreciate it. That's cool. Um, maybe he gets to the Elon Musk level, or maybe he doesn't. But oh, if he one does. of the lessons in there, um, for anybody who wants to do anything, and again, we try to inspire and encourage people. If you've got an idea, if you're an entrepreneur, if you believe he's got one idea for a product or something like that, is... The ability to inspire people, even if it's a simple concept. So let's say you, you've got this idea for a business. It's very simple, something we all can conceptualize pretty simple. Lawn care business. Okay. You're going to mow lawns. Okay. Okay, great. Chris, what does it take to mow lawns? What are you going to need if you start a business? Uh, you need Probably um, a cup, some equipment, Equipment. Right? That's the first thing. That's the first, yeah. And then the ability to contact people and try yeah. to pitch them. Okay, pretty simple. Um, and you don't have the money, you've got to go and either get a bank to give you money or a relative or somebody else to buy the equipment. Loan. So are you, hey, you know, you, you got to be able to sell it to them. You got to be able to explain it and, and excite them about it. Obviously, that's a very simple example, but we're all doing that. Mm-hmm. You're doing it if you go in and pitch your boss on an idea for something new at work today, uh, for a promotion, a raise. You've got to inspire them. You've got to get them on board. And if you look at some of these very talented people over the years, I mean, all the way back, you, you realize that um, Edison was a pitch man, too. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Edison absolutely was. Do you know the stories? I think Glenn may have mentioned it in one of his books. Um, I read about this years ago when mm-hmm. I was a kid. The battle between Edison and Tesla. And Tesla, yes. And the argument between DC and AC current. Mm-hmm. And I think, if I remember right, Edison was for DC and Tesla was for AC. Okay? If I got it right. In order to battle against Tesla, okay, to show how horrible AC current was. And again, I want to make sure I get them the right way. Mm-hmm. How dangerous it was. Because they were wiring houses up, right? Yeah. He would fry animals on the street. Wow. With AC current. Look how dangerous it is. I want to say he fried some big animals like an elephant. elephant. I yes. might be wrong no, no, about no. that, but I'm going You're right about that. I know he the did elephant. dogs too. The elephant is true because I remember Glenn talking right. about that one. Look how dangerous this yeah. is. What was that really about? Scary. Okay, it was wrong and it was scaring people, but it was being a pitch man. It was inspiring people on the other. Edison ended up with dozens and dozens of engineers who worked with him worked for him in his lab menlo park and other and rumors are that he stole a bunch of their ideas too that's likely as well but he was a pitch man he inspired people look at this we can do steve jobs Mm. right yeah zuckerberg within what he did not to this level and he really ended up hitting timing and everything else and has inspired people beyond mm-hmm. um all of these were about elon inspiration elon musk elon musk is great at this you may not like him yeah there's a lot of things about him i don't like but the things that he does right is he's he he's a good preacher about his products when we when we've talked about the entrepreneurial spirit dreaming and doing we always focus on the do because mm-hmm. we all have dreams mm-hmm. But we've been missing something about the dreaming part. 
is telling people about the dream and making sure the dreams are big enough. Big dreams actually scare us. Mm. They do. We temper and scale down our dreams, or if they're so big, then we never do. They're just too big, they're too impossible, and then we don't do it. You have to dream big. And I don't mean just the grand, I'm going to go change the world. I mean specific, like, what if we built an Iron Man suit? Yeah. Why can't we get built an Iron Man suit? Mm-hmm. Doc, it's impossible because in order to... Is it? Stop. I don't want to hear that. It probably is impossible. But can't we do some? Can't well, we think learn about something it. to come up with stuff? This Dr. Octopus suit. I bet you, you cannot build that. That's Hollywood magic. You can't right. build that. And look at him. He built it for $5,000. And obviously, it's not lifting, lifting cars yet. No. A, but, it, but guess what? It, got it, it which done. Is one of the coolest things about technology is you start somewhere with a prototype. Oh, we can do it. Wait a minute. It is possible. Slow, relentless pursuit of your big dreams. Yeah. There it is. Slow, inspired, relentless pursuit of big dreams. Isn't that America? Yeah. Never give up on those big dreams and get it done. It's pretty cool. I'm going to get a break and come back with more. Tweet at us and please follow me on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show and at Real Chris Cruz. Good morning, Blaze. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Want to buy a plane? His plane is for sale. Now, I'm going to tweet out a link to the auction site so you can see the plane, but it is for sale. I don't know much about jets, but I know it's pretty old and outdated and probably not like viable, but the value in the plane is going to be the celebrity. Imagine owning his plane. Imagine owning the plane Would that you buy was it? once owned by Elvis Presley. <gasps> what kind of plane? It's a jet. It is a uh, 1962 Lockhead, uh, Lockheed uh, Jetstar. Wow. And it. I didn't know he had a plane. It was one of Elvis's. Of private jets what he had at least three at the same time what cat be having some dough oh yeah right oh yeah yeah so um it was uh it's the only one that they have that is not owned by graceland the other two owned by uh, Mm -hmm. graceland right now it's been grounded in roswell new mexico for 40 years i was wondering what but it has not been altered so it's just like the it inside was. is just like it was, minus some of the problems with yeah, the plane. But I the inside, see, yeah. so it was custom designed by Elvis to his exact specifications. Mm-hmm. It has gold tone hardware. Come on, man! Custom woodwork and inlay. Oh. red velvet seats. Oh, velvet. red shag carpet. Yes. It has original external painting and detailing. That's all up there. Uh huh. It doesn't have an engine, which is going to be trouble That's flying fine. it. Yeah. 
but, but still though it's not it's not going to be viable probably for no. you know flight anyways unless you completely redid it in which case you buy your but the uh, current owner bought it last year for $430,000 mm. and has put it up for auction. I don't know if they bought it with the intent they were going to refurbish it mm-hmm. or, or with the intent it. to re-auction it now, mm-hmm. but um, we'll see if it ends up going anywhere. The, just to be able to say that or yeah. to see it, imagine if you know if the plane could talk, right? The stories. Oh, yes. Right? Those, That's pretty Those red amazing. velvet seats, if they could talk. So, yeah, and this would have been... Um, some, it's a 1962 Lockheed Jetstar. Okay. I don't know when he bought it originally. Mm-hmm. He died in 77, I think. Oh, so it has August some 77. Good... So I, I don't know if he bought it used or new. Mm-hmm. I mean, this design could have been new and could have not been rolled out yeah. for 10 years. If he had it for 10, I don't know yeah. what. But the uh, customization, the inside, yeah. is going to be very late 60s, early 70s yeah. with the red velvet crush seats and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Pretty amazing, it's, though, It's right? pretty cool, though. It's, it's but what I cool. didn't... I never really thought, did Elvis have a plane? It makes sense, of course, he would have. He was a big yeah, enough that, star. Yeah. But when I saw this, and I was like, one of his planes... Yeah, so what are the other two? Uh, th- those are Graceland. Graceland owns okay. them. I don't know where they keep them or whatever. So they're still working, or they're like... I don't know if they're oh, okay. on display or usable. Graceland owes them in mm. Memphis. They have them, but, um, but think about that. You own three planes. Do you know... The level of success, financial success, you have to have to own one one jet. Yeah. A lot of people can struggle and be worth millions and buy one, right? But the operation of them is so expensive. If I hit the lottery tomorrow and paid all my friends and family and investments and and still had $20 million sitting in the bank, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't buy a jet. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. If I had 50, I don't think I would do it. The operation, everything is crazy expensive. Now, frying, flying uh, private it's legit. is one of the greatest things you will ever do. I've only had the opportunity one time, and it is one of the greatest things ever. There's no TSA, is there? No TSA, no issues, whatever. Just get on the plane and go. But you, you charter planes. Yeah. Because then you're not beholden to all of the upkeep. And, you know, the FAA has standard guidelines. You got to you gotta work on those planes constantly mm-hmm. and constant inspections like every six months or something. So, yeah, you don't buy. Elvis had three of them. That's like the equivalent to today. I would think anybody that's going to own three planes, if they're not owned by your company for multiple yeah, people yeah. to use, um, you're probably in the billionaire status. I think so, too. So, wow. That's pretty cool. But imagine all the fun things that happen on that plane. Oh, man. That would be really cool. Hey, uh, if you don't have that kind of money and you'd like to save a little money, I got an idea for you. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Sign up today. They have plans, full service plans, nationwide plans that start at just $20 a month. Come on. That is a great price. Plus, you get an iPhone uh, 6S for just $6 a month. Do you realize that's such a great price? You could get three of them. Yes, you can. You could have a fleet of iPhone 6s. You could have that. Or J7s, because <laughs> they're just $6 a month, whatever those are. But yeah, you could have those. Patriot Mobile is an awesome company, amazing customer service, great coverage nationwide, and you get great deals like this too. So you bust out three phones and, you know, that's right, on, three man. phones, something like this. They Shut don't up. know you're only paying six bucks a I month know, for right? each one, right? <laughs> Just go to patriotmobile.com slash doc. Patriotmobile.com slash doc. You can also call 1-800-8-PATRIOT. Don't forget, this is a company founded on the principles and values that you have, and that is capitalism, freedom, free markets, 
And they're out there fighting for you because they donate a portion of the monies that they bring in every month to the causes and candidates and issues and beliefs that you have. So sign up today, patriotmobile.com slash doc or 1-800-APATRIOT. Patriotmobile.com slash doc or 800-APATRIOT. Please sign up today. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So they're also auctioning off a bunch of other Dude, stuff. You completely bury this whole story. They have all the things like the uh, famous ring with the, the li- lion head, the, lion with heads, the diamond, eyes. diamond eyes. That would be kind of cool to yeah. have. And his contract. Okay, now this his is the first one. Vegas yeah. contract. This is. Um, oh. He wasn't at the Las Vegas Hilton yet, right? No, 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 no. This is for the New Frontier Hotel. His first con. Dude, dude, this is legit. Uh, the front, the new front. I didn't realize that was his first. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the. <clears throat> Circular. He played three main places. He played the Frontier. Mm-hmm. I think he did some at the Desert Inn now that I think about it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, his big uh, contract was the Las Vegas Hilton, and he lived upstairs there. Oh, yeah. He always talked about that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but he's- a friend is the, one of the stories about his uh, meeting Priscilla. Okay. Was that uh, he told her she was like 15 or something. And he told her, uh, I'm going to come back and marry you. I'm going to come back and marry you. Something like this. And he did. That's one of the stories. Apparently, he told a lot of girls that. <laughs> By my, the way. My buddy's uh, mom grew up in Las Vegas, one okay. of the few. <clears throat> her and her friends snuck in no. to the Las Vegas Hilton, went oh. up a back stairwell, got to the penthouse. The good old days. No. Knocked on his door. Did he come out? Elvis opens the door. Shut up. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's Elvis. Oh, this is so cool. And he talked to him for a while. Wow. Treated him very nice. And then uh, told my friend's mom, I'm going to come back and marry you. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you could have been Elvis's yes. son. Yes. What happened? Yes. Which yes. would be awesome. Um, that would have been, uh, he also played the landmark. That was okay. the circular one or whatever, right across the Las Vegas Hilton, where it used to be anyway. Um, he used to get his mail. At the landmark uh, deli. Okay. There the was deli? Well, it was like a general store. Okay. Gotta remember, they didn't have all this stuff back okay. there. Okay. So they had a general store that also had like a little post office in there, uh, like kind of a mailbox, et cetera, of its day. Mm-hmm. And it was on this same big city block. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing between the landmark hotel, which was like one of those circular ones, you know, cylindrical ones. And right across from, um, right near it was, this landmark delicatessen. I worked right across the street from it, but yeah, I used to wow. get it. By the way, he was paid 7500 per week when wow. he started that Did contract. Did y'all like his movies? No, his movies are horrible. Yeah, yeah I saw movies. one of them on the beach. What's the beach one where he's on the beach all the time? It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's By the way, he signed up and he was worth more than $1 million in four weeks. 
Okay, that's pretty good money. That's good money. That's good. What, 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 what's hot? It's very entertaining. <laughs> On theblaze.com. Sarah G joining us now. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. We were talking about uh, the Elvis. I don't know if you saw the story. Is some bunch of stuff up for sale. You know, I'm not, I, I, I liked Elvis. I wasn't like crazy Elvis fan, but I liked some of his songs or whatever. His movies are bad. Uh, and some memorabilia. I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. The contract, that would be cool to own. I think that's number one. What do you think, eh, Sarah? I mean, no? eh, I'm not really into it. Uh, are, it, it, is there memorabilia? I, is it that you don't like him that much, or yes, yeah? Okay. Like, I mean, if it if it's Ed Sheeran, sure, I'm all about it. Yeah, but you see, you give really me, like give Ed. me anything that he's touched. Okay, I get you that, but that's because you're a big fan. I, like I said, I liked Elvis. I was not a rabid Elvis fan. I just liked the history of it. So you could even take somebody that was really successful like that. Elvis is iconic. I guess that's why yeah. um, that I didn't like, and they're iconic. That would be pretty cool to have. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I, El, I think it's just, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I am of the generation that I didn't really. Yeah, that's not. Here. Know Elvis, listen to Elvis, so I can't really wrap my head around. Do you have you know, any memorabilia, Hollywood memorabilia, or celebrity memorabilia? Uh, I don't think that I do. I have. I'm I'm literally looking around right now and trying to determine. I have a signed I have an autographed picture of Tony Romo that I have framed. Okay. But that's not really Hollywood, that's NFL. Well, I mean celebrity so. in general, celebrity. Um one of the things that Glenn has in the um vault, the vault, the mm-hmm. Mercury One Museum that was mm-hmm. just through uh that I would uh, really any of the Willy Wonka stuff. The cane the cane would be amazing. Yeah. The golden ticket would be amazing. Would you take the cane or the golden ticket? Uh, my fr- At first, I want to say golden ticket, but, but the, the cane, cane is so legit. It's iconic. Well, because of the scene we know with all that, that would be amazing. I have one piece of, of okay, Hollywood memorabilia. Not great. It? I have an unused, untorn ticket of when the Beatles played Cleveland in oh, wow. 66, 65. Oh, that's pretty that's cool. cool. My That's brother, really cool. yeah, my brother got it from a guy who um, had a trailer. It was like a construction trailer. You know, they put the little construction, you got the office, and they got blueprints all over oh, that okay. type of thing. Okay, got it, got it. And he's working on a construction site, manages thing. He pulls out one of the drawers. Something has fallen behind there. It's, a, it's like four or five of these tickets rubber banded together. Mm-hmm. This was the trailer that the uh, promoters used for the concert. What? And oh, some of the wow. tickets had fallen behind. So he got it. I have it laminated. That would be pretty cool. Or yeah, is pretty that cool. That is but, really cool. Um, for me, it holds the little extra because that's home for me. And it mentions the iconic radio station of the day on the front. Wixie 1260 presents Rain or Shine, Beatles, Cleveland Stadium. It's pretty cool. That is um, really cool. I want those red slippers that Glenn has. The ruby red. Yeah, yes. I do. I love. Well, you, you just like them because they're blingy. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I do love The Wizard of Oz. Aside from being an iconic movie, anything Wizard of Oz I'd like to have too. No, I do too. I mean, that, and that's part of the reason too. I watched it so many times growing up. It's a really great classic. It uh, is. And and I, the Wizard of Oz is yeah. such a, so many great messages too. So yeah. many lessons. All right. So uh, what's going on at The Blaze we should be aware of? TheBlaze.com. Uh, have you guys talked about uh, Paul Manafort and his serious, serious crime that ABC no, News reported? No, this was ABC, right? Yes, Okay. ABC News. Give us the whole backstory. <laughs> this is just odd. 
So uh, they were, of course, showing, I think it was Trump talking about how, you know, he was signing the executive order uh, to keep families together at the border. And they ran uh, on their Chiron. You know, Manafort had been in trouble for, uh, you know, bank fraud, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we've heard that during Mueller's investigation, he had looked into him for all these things. Manafort was in trouble. He had been indicted. And so the Chiron read, uh, instead of bank fraud, Manafort pleads guilty to five charges of manslaughter. (laughs) 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 Under video of uh, President Trump talking about immigration. So So uh, was it children on the border? Is that who he was killing? Is that... I, I guess. I mean, he just was really upset about the all of the, you know, bad press coverage on immigration and he wanted to stop it. So he just decided to go to the border and start hacking people up. <laughs> just, I mean, there's no excuse for this. It's, manslaughter is not is not close to bank fraud. How do you like, come, how do you come up with that? I mean, uh, listen, mistakes happen all the time. No big deal. Apologize. Move on. We all make them like this. But I'm curious how that happens unless it's an employee maybe screwing around, right? That's that's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing I can think of is that is some intern or, you know, some, uh, mm. you know, start, you know, an employee who was just starting out. Who... So the, right. So but then my question becomes, um, was it? Was it an employee screwing around being funny or were they trying to make him look bad? And Not that it would ever air, but you know what I mean? Where they really believe this stuff. In other words, was there a bias or were they screwing around? There's a difference to me. Yeah, that's true. I, w- I would imagine that they were just screwing around. But you, I mean, you have to know when you do that, you're going to lose your job, right? Like you have if to know like, out, I'm, yeah. Yeah, 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 like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my job for this. So I better, you know go big and then go home because I'm getting fired. So I I don't know. But Trump was upset about it. He tweeted about it. You know, look what fake ABC News put out. I guess they had it. They had it prepared from the 13 angry Democrats leading the witch hunt. Okay. Um, And and hashtagged it. Stop the bias. So, I mean, really, it's just maddening that it's like, okay, there's so many other things going on. Yeah, there are. let Let me dive in this one second here. So, uh, Trump, don't fan the flames on this stuff. You know what it was. Everybody makes right, mistakes. Right, exactly. On the other hand, he kind of has to because this is the battle. In other words, we are in a new time in a new place, and this is what we do. I don't like it. But if he doesn't do this, he has to. He either has to lead completely out of this, and I don't know if he or anybody else can. We're in it, or win the battle, and yeah. or, or the war. So that means you got to do this. As soon as somebody does it, you got to go up ABC, see fake news. They're out to get me, whatever. I don't like it, but this is the world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that's true. That's true. I just, it's like they clearly, everybody knows that Manafort did not plead guilty to manslaughter. Or <laughs> like, did it's he? Like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's like I understand him fighting the 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 reports that are, you know, uh, slightly incorrect that leave out, you know, they maybe omit certain facts that are necessary to the story. But something that's just so blatantly like, 
okay, someone screwed up and wrote the wrong thing on Chiron. Nobody actually thinks this. This should have been just a nutty human interest story, you know, (laughs) where local news would always do. 42 million people died today, children, uh, fires burning down. The whole news is this. And then towards the end, they come back for one more story. (laughs) And in lighter news, look what ABC did. Obviously, somebody screwed up. Funny. (laughs) That should have been the little, right? And that's it. And you're done. It's not. But yeah. now, of course, yeah. it's politics and everything else. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, what else did, we have? Did you hear that Corey Lewin saying that the media is lying, speaking of the media, about him mocking a Down syndrome child? Okay. I saw the headline where he supposedly mocked a Down syndrome child of a day or two ago. And I started to click. And then I was like, yeah, I really don't care. It was one of those, I'm like, what? I, don't, I don't care. No, not that he doesn't, th- that he may have. Mm-hmm. Would this shock anybody if he nope. did? Would anybody nope. be like, oh, it's so unlike his character? Nope. Okay, number two. No. Okay, no, num- okay. number two. Go um, ahead. Yeah. It could have just been a joke and satire, which doesn't offend me, even nope. if it was inappropriate. And then I was like... I'm really tired of this. So I didn't click <laughs> on it. On. <laughs> so I don't even know what the claim is, Sarah, beyond that he mocked. How, how did this play out? Doc. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So uh, there was a – it was Democratic National Committee advisor, uh, Zach Pet. I don't know how to say his last name, Petconis. And he R- was – Remember, ta- now, uh, uh, say it uh, with uh, conviction and oh, no one will know. Petconis. Vague and with conviction. On. There it is. <laughs> Um, and so he was now I I'm I understand the hypocrisy in his statement. However, he was talking about a ten year old girl with Down syndrome who had been separated from her parents at the border. And all he did was start in on, you know, a ten year old girl with Down syndrome and she was separated from her parents and Lewandowski interrupted him and said, Womp womp. He did the he did sad trombone. He did sad trombone womp, to a ten year old girl womp, with Down womp, syndrome. Womp, womp. <laughs> and it's like uh, no you can't you can't you can't do that you can't do that so of course it fanned the flames and you know the the democratic guy was like how dare you actually he said how absolutely dare you which i was like that's not something you say <laughs> that doesn't really make sense okay but- so that even if it played out that exact way it was not that's not mockery that is, um, or, is or mocking the down center or whatever. It's mocking the, the situation, right? It's not- Stop. Okay. Doc, you can't say that after he talks about down syndrome. Um, actually, I can't. I just did. I mean, if, if you're like a 10, <laughs> here it is. If you go, I know a 10 year old girl who has down syndrome and you go, womp, womp. Okay. That's kind of mocking the girl and like, yes. oh, boy, that sucks to be you. Right. And. But if you say, we got this stuff going down at the border or whatever, and this 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome has been separated from her parents and parents and separation mm-hmm. and blah, blah, and you go, womp, womp. Okay, that's more about the situation. By the way, if you want to see how real offensive mocking Down syndrome, look at the Family Guy episode with Stewie uh, and his brother mocking Down syndrome. I know syndrome. they didn't do that because oh, what's-his-foots uh, is a progressive. Oh, uh, Doc Thompson, not just mock. I was like, <gasps> how? Whoa! I'm offended and I don't have Down syndrome. Okay, if Chris Cruz is offended, like, it's it's bad, right? (laughs) Yep. All right, hit me with one more story from theblaze.com that we should be checking out today. 
Uh, well, Philadelphia uh, is now searching, thanks to their new mayor, they are searching for uh, reconciliation of $33.3 million that went missing. Just, you know. Reconciliation, small. that's a fancy term to say, we need the money back. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, just just a small, How you know, drop in the bucket, 30, 33 mil that uh, they have no idea where it went. So they have a task force now. Thank goodness they brought in the task force. And. And they're supposedly going to figure out uh, where all of these $33 million have gone. Do we know what it's in regard to? Um, so apparently they, in April, uh, they started talking about it, kind of adding up all of these things. There was a previous controller in Philadelphia uh, who had noticed a problem with unreconciled accounts in 2014. And then it just kind of started adding up. So we, I mean, they... They have have no idea. They have absolutely no idea. And it's just hard for me to understand how there are, I mean, you know, I get it that there's a controller, but like there are multiple people who have their eye on, you know, city money, right? There's not just one person. Uh, So how does $33 million just go missing? Wow. All right. Well, that story's at the blaze. Appreciate you sharing that with us, Sarah. Yep, sure thing. All right, have See a great day. Later. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Sarah Gonzalez TX for Texas. Uh, by the way, so we told you about the Elvis stuff, right? And it's being auctioned off at Iron Planet. That's the name of the company that's uh, actually. Yeah. I talked about the story yeah. and I tweeted yes. one link to it. Yes. That's it. I open up the blaze and one of the banner ads, the top banner ad is for Iron Planet auction. And the plane was there. And the plane was the first one. <laughs> I had forgotten I had tweeted it. So first I was like, oh my gosh, all we do is talk about it and it yeah. came up. I did tweet it and it's up. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even go to their site. That's pretty that's pretty pretty wild. That's isn't pretty it? wild, yes. Hey, there's a great movie uh, that we told you about and now it's out on DVD and uh, DVD and Blu-ray. So if you need a chance to see it or if you already saw it and you'd like to see it again, the movie is Paul the Apostle of Christ. It's out this week, digital DVD, Blu-ray. It's from the studio that brought you Risen and War Room. It's a passionate film starring uh, Jim Caviezel and James Faulkner. It's the captivating true story of Paul the Apostle, who is an amazing um, character in the Bible that if you're not familiar with, this would be a great opportunity to familiarize yourself. The film recounts the most influential apostles last years in prison and his famous letters he wrote with Luke. It is a beautifully shot film and it's very true to the Bible, which of course is always something that's always top of my list when it comes to biblical movies. From chasing Christians uh, to becoming a faithful apostle, Paul's timeless message of love and hope is just as vital today, maybe even more so Mm. than it was then. It's available on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. You'll find it at Amazon.com, Walmart, or go to paulmovie.com. paulmovie.com. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. I was doing that. 
mocking all the dungeon syndrome. Mocking them right there. You're mocking mocking all them. those dungeon syndrome. Oh my god. Alrighty, that is. It. Can I try that again? Yes, sir. <coughs> I want to make sure I Three, get it. It's proper gusto. Two, one. Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. The end of the morning blaze. But before we go, let's find out what we learned today. We learned from the English to Hollywood dictionary. Better communication translates to raping kids in cages. Yes, with pedophiles. We learned Chris Cruz is an ice cream segregationist. No. You're no. an ice cream segregationist. No. You're a rabid segregationist. Next, you're going to be saying they should have their own schools. <laughs> okay. It's just ice cream people. It's just. We learned today at the New Yorker, employees will be taking Nazi symbol identification training. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they will. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Trump Trump hates so much of the brown people that he criminalized their families. He criminalized their families. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's going to keep them together and punish them. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, okay. Yes. Uh, Peter Fonda should talk to Roseanne and get the ambient excuse. Get the ambient excuse. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they just come out and just go, I'm really sorry I tweeted that way. I'm a progressive. That's all they say. Oh, I'm a progressive. Oh, 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 okay. Never it's go excuse. ahead. Keep going. Yeah, just keep talking. Just keep talking. And finally, I learned that Elvis Presley was a very interesting man. I just finished reading the contract. Wow. You know he was a singer. Yes, I know. Oh, okay. Because you yes. said he's an interesting man. You didn't know he was interesting? No, I didn't know he was interesting Dude. until I read the contract. He shot a TV once. He shot at a TV? He shot his TV. Why? Because he was upset. There was nothing good on. What? Okay, you know what? I'll give him that. <laughs> I'll give him he had that. a jungle room, you know. With what? It, 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 the Graceland Mansion. He had a room that was themed jungle. Were there animals in there? Yes! Okay, I need to go back. Dude, you gotta I find need to out. go back. Oh, the cat I, was legit. This is awesome. Colonel Tom Parker? Oh, dude. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Kurt Jones. Is that a, uh, spin yeah. of the dials. Radio style. Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas. This morning, what, if anything, did you learn today? Tracy Tracy Schmieder's post about ice cream on Facebook just has so, so many words. <laughs> so. <laughs> so good. So good. So many words. <laughs> so many words. So many. What, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Oklahoma Tomcat saying the news media fact checkers need to fact check themselves. Let me get that. Let me, let me get it. Yes, yes. You got it right. That the is absolutely right. The pickle squirrels say, see an electric car. Ask environmentalists where the electricity came from. Laugh with glee at the results of a head explosion. Yeah. See, here's the thing. They have no idea. And even if you ask them, you're going to have to tell them. Yes. You yes. cannot ask them where it comes from. No, you're going to have to tell no. them. You can ask them at first, and then you're going to be, it comes from a power plant. And you know how that electricity is made? Coal. <laughs> Almost all. Beautiful coal. Oh, Black I'm sorry. Coal. Some of it's made from nuclear. Oh, how dare <laughs> right, you exactly. drop the N-word like that. Sorry. Sorry, edit that out. I don't uh, want to trigger anything. TMB Saddletem saying, as a Texan, I hereby declare, mess with Bluebell ice cream. I will effing cut you. Do not mess with it. Do not. I will cut you, man. I Jack will cut Cole, you. Angry Beaver well, saying. Well, let me just say, they have some responsibility to be more no, inclusive. Don't. It's just ice cream. Calm down. Jacko Angry Beaver saying, blue myself, no bell, blue man, blue people may think about cops, but what you don't, oh, this is just, this is just. I'm going to blame that one on Mordecai. Yes. It's too many words. I told him to cut these tweets. There's so many. Stinky finally learning someone needs to shove Fonda's face in a carton in blue bell ice cream. So violent, so violent. You know what? Uh, let's just move on. I did not. Wow. Here we are. And I did not get to the new mm. numbers on procrastination today. Mm. 
I don't know. I guess we'll get to them tomorrow. tomorrow. What do we have coming up tomorrow? Friday leftovers, and I got some dinosaurs no, we're gonna do for those you. Tomorrow. Yes, yes. You yes, sure? Yes. I am sure. Okay. And some dinosaur talk. What is Glenn have coming up on his show? He's talking to Mike Lee. What is he wearing today? He's wearing the Elvis thing. I've never seen it before. Oh, interesting. The one piece? Yes. The sequence? Yes. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six set for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Young now. You go home. So passionate today. I am. I really am. Why are you so passionate Just today? filled with the spirit. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.